0: This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.
1: Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's Fan Club on FUBAR Radio. Uh,
2: I mean, the timing on that was amazing. Was it? it nailed it this week. It, it was absolutely seamless. There was no dead air, uh, which is one million percent responsible to the previous show. <laughs> uh, not our responsibility. We start at bang on 12 and we do that every week. So well, our fans turn test. in at 12. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they tune in at 12 exactly on the dot and they want it to start dead on.
2: And it does. It does.
3: It always does. I don't want to miss the start. They don't want to miss the first two seconds.
2: But if they do tune in a couple of seconds early and just hear dead air, that's not our responsibility. Uh, <laughs> we're not contractually obligated. Or uh, allowed, legally allowed, to be on air before midday. Uh, It's my contract. Uh, I'm a heavy sleeper. (laughs) Didn't sleep uh, very well last night. Last night? No.
3: Oh, no. How'd you feel this morning? (sighs) Drained. I've got a headache this morning. Got a big headache.
2: (laughs) Why have you got a headache?
3: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> carbon carbon monoxide poisoning. That's what I always think. Corona. Something like that. Coronavirus. Mm. Could be anything. Yeah. Maybe not. Had enough water or something. Probably though.
2: Sure. Maybe just drink some water now.
1: There you go. <laughs> Get it down,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a, this is like ASMR, isn't it?
2: Um, yeah. Jordan Brooks would like this. He to love it. <laughs> big big fan, big fan of ASMR. Mm. That's what he was a fan of. Oh yes, he was. Yeah, that's why I said it.
3: No, I thought cause he did that, <laughs> that show, didn't <laughs> he? He did a show with um, uh, headphones. Headphones. Oh. I guess it was a
2: bit rude. I'd have taken
3: them out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, God, stuff like this for two hours. People, you're listening to Five Star Family <laughs> fun, <laughs> club, fun Club Fan uh, Club. Fun size fan club. Fun size. 5 could family, do fun size fan, club. fan clubs. Well, we used ones. to. It was an hour. Yeah, the fun size um, ones. Now it's up to two hours.
3: Like two Milky Ways in a pack. Mm. Two bounties in a pack.
2: Was there any news about Snickers this week?
3: I don't know. I haven't heard any. Oh,
2: Sean Harris was tweeting about Snickers, and what? I was just gonna, and I couldn't work out what was going on. Nice. Can a you look Brad, that up please Natalie Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston back together Are they? No I think I thought that, that uh, As of February the 11th They've adopted another child uh, That's what I saw Jennifer Aniston no. Look it up I Brad mean, Pitt Jennifer Aniston Brad Pitt, Natalie Jennifer looks delighted Aniston. about it though Do you know what if, if I found out that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were together again I don't know if they are But I saw something and it looked like they were back together again I mean, why is it taking you so long to look it up? I mean, all you need to do. Don't look up Snickers. We've moved on. We're floundering on this. bread,
1: bread pit and ch-
2: are
3: they are they pleasant to each other? Are um, they um.
1: J- but just look it up. I don't <laughs> want your opinion. I want you to. I want fucking cold hard facts.
2: <laughs> fucking hell. The amount of time it takes you to press the button and say, I don't think they. Oh, he convinced her to do the friends reunion. Well, he convinced her to. There was—it's sad, isn't it? There was a little window of uh, of my life that was happier, thinking that they were back <laughs> together again. Doesn't have any bearing. But in. they are
3: obviously themselves friends, then, aren't they? If uh, Brad sure, Pitt can
2: sure, send her
3: not? an email and say, "Why not, Jennifer? Why don't you do this?" It's, friends.
2: I don't know when she'll uh, fit it in though, because she's uh, busy doing murder mystery too with Adam Sandler. Is she really? Yeah, biggest, biggest. Yeah. S- Biggest streamed movie in Netflix history. Is it really? Yeah, it's huge. It was huge. Wow. Hmm. Good for good for
3: both of them. Anyway,
1: I'm Nick Helm. And my no, name? No, no. <laughs> <I, laughs> I'm Nick.
3: Yes, correct. And I'm Nathaniel Metcalf <laughs> yeah. You're
1: listening to Five Star Family five Fun star, Fan Club. Five Star Fan Club.
3: What's the first rule of Fan
1: Club? Nicholas? Tell your friends
2: about Fan Club. Second rule, Fan Club is please, please, tell, the love please of God. just
1: tell, just tell them.
2: Tell your um, friends. Uh, uh, Nathaniel, yes. Have you listened to Fan Club
3: every week between twelve and two?
1: Good for you.
3: I listen to all of them. Good for you. I listen to them in stereo.
1: Good for you. Good for you. Uh,
3: have you listened to Fan Club? Not once. Not <laughs>
2: even when I'm doing it. Not even when I'm what doing What you got it. playing in your headphones? <laughs> uh, Jordan Brooks. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're a big fan. Big fan. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, so, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, what have you been up to this week?
3: What have I been up to? What have been a fan of this week?
2: Yeah, what have you been I just do think it's weird that we haven't mentioned coronavirus once and there's going to be kind of like a historic document. These will last forever, these shows.
3: Yeah, okay, yeah. So this and is the a week, historic, isn't it?
2: There? There's a historic document. And we never mentioned it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you watch Have I Got Old News For You and you have to try and figure out what they're talking about. It's
2: foot and mouth. Foot and mouth. S- swine flu.
3: It's coronavirus. I, I'm, 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 like, much more panicked about coronavirus. I think I've come to terms with I will get it. I think it just feels like sure. I will get I touch my face a lot.
2: Sure. Touch right, right, yeah, my yeah face. I, I notice that. Not about myself. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm, ju- sort I'm not judging you.
3: Of, I do you know. I often find myself very much like jeff goldblum i find that they often, I find, yeah. they often find that i like touching <laughs> my own he's face what caused it i think he's the start of it yeah he's patient zero
2: he was in uh, people were trying to eat him in a chinese market and uh, that's what started it <laughs> um so yeah it's, <laughs> i'm i'm bored shitless about the coronavirus oh, yeah. i just think he either, either wipe us out well, it's not going to wipe f- us or out or either fuck off! Do it's basically I mean? just going to give us flu One or the other, but don't fucking Don't tease us I feel like the coronavirus has been tickling our balls For the last, what, two months? It feels like a big deal, they've moved the James Bond film They've moved the James Bond film, yeah
3: apparently that It is- can't be
2: because it's shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, apparently it's because It's because of the Chinese audience Which would account for, I think, 25% Of its whole earnings Just
2: release it there later
3: But then it'll be pirated, won't it? They'll be sure. Pirate. All right, yeah. Too late in it. You can't wait. You can't wait six months now. I to just touched my
2: face three times in the space of yeah. And I that.
3: move this microphone. Who's spoken into this microphone? He's probably um, got coronavirus. Joey Page. Has he got corona? Probably. He,
2: it's not a breathing thing, though, is it? It's not an airborne thing.
3: No, it? but I guess if he's touched, but things. if he's
2: touched the microphone with his eyeball, and now I touch it with my <laughs> eyeball,
3: you've got <laughs> oh, it. I've got it. Now. You got corona eye.
2: Corona eye. Eye corona. I got. <laughs> that's. What, I keep singing it. Yeah,
3: me too. Uh, you can't
2: help it. I got. Um. I, I was. Uh, I was filming over the weekend, and everyone in the green room was talking about it, and it's just like, oh fucking hell! It's just you know, groups of people talking about it. I think. I think. The. Uh, the misinformation about it spreads faster than the actual bloody disease. Nice one, thanks. It's not a disease; it's a virus. <laughs> is, there, is there a <laughs> difference? Is there a difference? <laughs> there is now. A virus. So it reminded me when. Um, uh, I was doing a show with uh, James and Josh in uh, Edinburgh in two thousand nine. Nine, uh, our one star,
3: <laughs> <laughs> one star show,
2: Acaster Helmer, we'd come live at the Voodoo Bar, and uh, it was at the time of swine flu, and uh, it was the worst fucking. It was the worst fucking gig ever.
3: Oh, I remember that venue you are in. It was so absolutely
2: bad. appalling. Was paul- so there was shows on before us. Um, we've met, I think we probably talked about it when Josh was on. But there were shows on before us. Um, uh, and I did, I did my show, Bad Things Happen at tr- in Trees, uh, at the piano bar um, at the end of Prince's Street, which is about as far out as you really want to do a gig, I think. Mm. And our one was like, well, your one was yeah. like, Uh, 50 feet further along than me.
3: And I was furious about that. And
2: our one was another 50 (laughs) or 60 feet further than that. And it was on a very (laughs) quiet road that built up a triangle of roads that was called uh, the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) Uh, There's a pubic triangle in... um, I don't know why I pointed at you, Natalie. There's a pubic triangle in uh, Edinburgh. A grass Uh, market, isn't it? A grass market, which is where all of the uh, sex shops and um, strip clubs are. And then there's... um, uh, the Bermuda Triangle where it's called no that. one goes. It's called it's called that because uh, n- <laughs> when you go there, no one hears from you again, right? and that's where our gig was. And
3: in the second week, they built roadworks around our venue, so just like they couldn't it even was, walk past.
2: It was just it's a terrible area. If you if you're planning Edinburgh, and um, someone
3: says the West End of Edinburgh is quite actually that's where all there. It's
2: near the other station. Mm. Uh, turn them down. <laughs> just uh, cancel all your plans. Burn your flyers, and uh, just just uh, have a. <laughs> have a <home laughs> holiday have a ha, what you should do just like every time you got any loose change <laughs> every time you got any loose change between now and then uh, put it uh, put it aside and then <laughs> every day when you're at home just throw <laughs> some of it in a bucket and uh, and then you can say well oh, i learned that i earned that in august uh, it's absolutely pointless. <laughs> so we'd, we'd get like audiences of um this is james acaster uh, J- <laughs> josh widdekombe and me and um between us we could pull in an audience yeah. of one sometimes we'd get we yeah. would outnumber audience members did
3: you think you're in the voodoo rooms that's quite a nice venue yeah that's
2: <laughs> that exactly one. what we thought we thought voodoo but the voodoo bar that sounds familiar yeah that's oh a i script, know that yeah, one it's real. nice that. And, and we were just like we were trying to come up with a, a a good like a like a clever title and i was just like we'll just call it live at the voodoo because that's what it is and what I think Josh probably compared and James went on first and I went on second. And I was doing my um, breakdown thing. Um, I did my solid 20. Uh, and, uh, yeah, to silence. So James would go on and get very upset. <laughs> and I would go on and pretend to have a breakdown. But when no one's laughing, <laughs> it's just there.
3: Also, well, if there's only three people in... It just looks like
0: once, you're having a breakdown.
2: Once we had three, uh, we had three, we had three other comedians came to see us who I've not heard of since, and they sat on the front row with their arms crossed, and they just looked, they just eyeballed us, they stared <laughs> us out while we were on stage, right? And there was another person at the back that was that was sat by themselves. Anyway, that was the three weeks review. <laughs> we got we got one star. Um, And I, I, I don't think I'm pretty sure James has never read it. I've never read it. (laughs) (laughs) Every so often, Darren Maskell will tweet it at us, and we'll be like, nah, I don't think so." (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it was really, it was like really fucking. uh, It was just an absolutely pointless gig, and it was, and so almost a similar thing happened to me the, the next year where I did my solo show, lovely, sell performances, Daniel Kitson, Jimmy Carr, Cunt and the Gang, Daniel came to see me. Then I'd go off, I'd have to wait around the area for three hours to die on my ass every single <laughs> night doing 20 minutes. And uh, and th- this happened, like, in 2009, Bad Things happen in the trees. So the venue was, um, there was, there was people on before us in the venue, but the venue would always open up open the door for us like he'd be unlocking when we got there and we were like
3: four or five o'clock yeah
2: what, what, what no it was later than that it was like seven o'clock <laughs> okay. it's like what happened what, what happened to the other to the to the, the, the other, to the other phone gigs phone. that were on in this <laughs> venue it's like they just didn't happen they didn't happen um and uh, yeah and so you go in everything would smell of bleach and then you'd go down this horrible little dingy corridor down some stairs oh, the specials board was spelled spiels <laughs> because <laughs> they could just couldn't be bothered to <laughs> put the middle letters in there um, uh, I've got a photo of it and, uh, uh, um, and you'd go down this dingy thing and like all of a sudden you know like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the guy enters the house for the first time just before you see Leatherface <laughs> yeah. and then the door flies open and Leatherface grabs him and pulls him in that's what the entrance to our <laughs> venue was like you'd go in and it'd be like this deserted bleach. why does it smell of bleach <laughs> the, this deserted bleach smelling venue right and then um, and then you'd go in through this like industrial door and you'd go down these creepy stairs and there'd be a, like an, a separate bar and in the bar there were uh, lighting fittings with smash light bulbs and <laughs> <laughs> like it was fucking, but smash light bulb. It was a venue. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's an Edinburgh venue. So if, if you if you do if you do comedy, then be really careful about what you're signing up for. I don't even think that that happens now. <laughs> I think they don't even used, bother. They used,
3: really don't bother. you
2: just used to be anywhere with a roof. Yeah. And, and not even that sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes it's not a roof. Sometimes it's the room above you floor. <laughs> and um, it's fucking, uh, there'd be lighting fittings all smashed um they weren't like proper seats there were some seats but there were a lot of kind of like bean bags and (laughs) but like but but soiled bean bags (laughs) and then there was sort of like partially deflated balloons on the wall
3: i remember they'd have like stream like the the insides of like when you get like party poppers and things all over the floor it
2: looked like something very wrong had happened at a children's (laughs) birthday party it was absolutely (laughs) fucking horrific right and the whole place stank and then eventually what we did is we found that there was a big bucket filled with uh water that, but, you know, um, rotten water mm. that had been covered over with the newspaper because they couldn't be bothered to deal with it. But I don't mean like a bucket. I mean like a barrel, like a huge, low <laughs> barrel. Um, and so we did that. And then I think James had to leave early at the end of the festival. Um, and uh, and so it was just me and Josh that were doing it <laughs> um, for like a couple of days. And, me and I Josh- did
3: that show one day about halfway through. I don't think anyone could bear it. I mean it was And James was convinced that people were gonna someone was gonna check up on us.
2: We hated it so much. Um um and yeah, so James left early. So me and Josh were stuck together for a couple of days. And the gods smiled on us because Josh got swine flu. <laughs> so we had to cancel. And I would never be more delighted for a friend of mine to be ill. <laughs> It's just like, well, we don't have to do the last three days. I think it might have even been two days. I was so happy he was ill. <laughs> um, so I would just sort of like, uh, yeah, I'd finish early for the day. It was brilliant. I think he got better. Um,
3: <laughs> you haven't heard much about him since. Have you? I haven't
2: ever really heard about Josh since. Yeah. Um, we
3: did um, one one day, we did our show, and the audience was a Hindu, and the other people, the other group of people, were genuinely. With people that did puppetry of the penis and they're we like, Oh my god, this is like the worst the worst audience you can possibly have. Did they have their dicks out? No, no. <laughs> could have been
1: me. Could have been worse.
3: There was a lot of people in the room asking for them too. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: could have been, they could have been manipulating their penises to look like you.
3: <laughs> if they if they manipulated to look like other audience members that'd have been delighted. <laughs> um,
2: We've got three in. Oh no!
1: (laughs) It's a tall lad at the back. Um, (laughs) A tall lad and two shorter ones. (laughs)
2: Oh yikes! (laughs) Uh, Edinburgh, amazing.
3: uh, Best best days of your life. I
2: did my first one in 1996. Yeah, and it's like fucking hell. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I do have a lot of good memories. <laughs> even
3: about that show, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, sort of. I, I can look back at it and find it really funny. you know funny.
2: What? I don't talk about bad things happening in trees. Uh, cuz I smashed it every <laughs> single day every single day it was an absolute joy yeah there were some of my best jokes were in that uh, up to that point <laughs> and uh and there was like songs in there that I still sing and it was like really memorable great it, was a, it was a really fucking great show you sound like a wanker talking about it the best story is the one about cast a Whittakam live at the Voodoo <laughs> bar. Because fucking hell, what a... What, What's oh nice my is, God.
3: it's like you can't have an Edinburgh where it's just, you're having a nice
2: time. It's, a re- it's, it's impossible it's a re- to re- just have one. No, you can't. You, you know, can't go, oh, I've
3: done this show and it's,
2: oh, it's really great. It's like in 2012 when there's the Olympics and everyone was like, going, oh, I'm really struggling for numbers. And I was like, I just can't relate. <laughs> 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 can't relate, sold out every single day <laughs> <laughs> I'm yet to have uh, a bad Edinburgh uh-huh. um, so it was uh, so, There's so a few
3: so. stories in my head that I realise Every time I go to say them I go Definitely can't tell that story
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why?
3: Just they involve I mean, the real people That it, it probably wouldn't even be that funny for the listeners
2: Sure, okay
3: But maybe I'll tell you after some,
2: Okay, okay
3: Some amusing Sure Shouldn't even have mentioned it
2: Brilliant <sighs> um I'll just cannibalize my life. So, <laughs> so But um, it, yeah, it was um uh, yeah, Edinburgh was um but you can't talk about the positive stuff, can you? No. Without being like a complete arsehole. No. Or maybe not arsehole, but changing the subject, I've been seeing Steve Coogan on a lot of chat shows recently <laughs> and that took me down a rabbit hole and some of his <laughs> some of his stories. <laughs> Like the punchline is, I was going to get beaten up in a in a chip shop, <laughs> um, and uh, then the guy recognised me and said he was a massive fan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a terrible story.
2: <laughs> and you go well, wow. and he's told that story on his cheese and ham sandwich DVD, <laughs> where it was a fish and chip shop, and then he's told it again on Jimmy Kimmel, and it's a burger bar, <laughs> and she go. <laughs> I mean, did say it's a fish and chip shop?
3: Yeah, they'll understand. And You're the, from the don't UK. if they do understand,
2: you explain what a fish and chip shop is. You know, you get another joke out of that. You know, well, in the UK, we eat battered fish. You know, it's hilarious. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's just like, so he's like made little changes <laughs> to it, but he hasn't changed it. And in the Cheese and Ham Sandwich DVD, it's a video. The fan goes, I've got all of your videos. In the Jimmy Kimmel interview, he says, I've got all your DVDs. And he goes, he's updating <laughs> the story. Yeah. He,
3: just, he wants to set economy, isn't it? Economy of storytelling. Sure. <laughs> he just <laughs> doesn't want to go. He doesn't off.
2: want to go VHS. Uh, VHS was a format that we was used Was he to... talking
3: in his mid-Atlantic accent on Jimmy Kimmel as well? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh,
2: I think he's just a nervous man. Mm. Doesn't want to talk about his own real life. Which is fair enough. Fair enough. It was a few years ago, the Jimmy Kimmel interview. Sure. sure. He wasn't wearing glasses in it. And he wears glasses in the, the ones that he's doing now for greed. There you go. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on my own. Um, what have you... <laughs> <laughs> Snickers, Welsh language, Twitter jibes, sparks anger. Snickers has apologised for a misjudged tweet that compared Welsh place names to someone who sat on a keyboard. The company's UK Twitter... Oh, that's a good joke.
1: Right. That's a very strong joke.
2: Must have been a whole group of people that gone to a comedy club and stole it off some (laughs) open (laughs) mic in their first five minutes. The company's UK Twitter account posted names such as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not not (laughs) going (laughs) to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Followed by the message, a place in Wales, or someone sat on a keyboard, a thread. Right. The reason for the post is unclear, and it was later deleted. But it provoked fury from many users who accused the chocolate bar maker of racism and xenophobia. (coughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) Just a bit of chocolate. It
3: It seems a weird thing to post because it's not related to Snickers either, is it? (coughs) It's just like content for its own sake.
2: Uh, But Snickers is also a word for uh, laughter.
3: That's Snickers, isn't
2: it? Snickers. You can say Snickers as well. Okay. Um, So maybe it's them trying to illicit snickers of laughter <clears throat> <laughs> i don't know i don't know oh should we do some fan mail yeah why not i'm just out of sorts this week i'm enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> Ah, where we? oh yeah asher happy birthday asher um, I hope your drive to London is uh, good And w- whatever you're doing in London Oh, you're going to your grandparents Well, I hope you have a nice time Hope you all have a nice time uh, And if you're all listening together And you've got there uh, Have a great afternoon, you <laughs> lovely bunch of cats.
3: <laughs> well, you've just you, You've said this without reading the email You've sort of read it she in had, your head
2: She had a rubbish week
3: Oh, yeah, Shed a rubbish week And it's her birthday today uh, She'll be listening live to Nick Helm and Nathaniel McCarthy's fan club. Well, I
2: did read it. I read it at home on my way to.
3: Yeah, no. but if you're listening.
2: Well, they can look it up.
3: They look it up on Twitter.
2: I just thought I wouldn't. Anyway.
3: Anyway, happy birthday. Happy,
2: b- <laughs> happy birthday, Asher. <laughs> I hope the shout out was everything you dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like the birthdays
3: on CBeebies. We could do those. It's a bit like that. If you send in a birthday card, we'll read it out.
2: Let's rattle through them.
1: <laughs> um, hi, you big balls! Hi, you hi. big balls! Hi, you big balls! Is that one each? Love most of your stuff. Oh come on, ah,
2: fuck off! I think we would be great friends if sure. we met. I'm not sure actually. You've actually rubbed us both up the wrong way. um Would you like to pop over to mine for a spot of tea and a, and, and For, and scone. for, a, for a, a spot of tea and scone, I live in the woods. Just look for tree number four and you'll find me. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, what was that, Nally? What, what, what was... This? I bet Nigel wears ties with animated cartoon characters on them.
1: Oi, oi, Savaloys. Oi, oi, Savaloys. Oi, 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 Brian Johnson in the house. <laughs> What's your favourite sausage and potato combination? <laughs> Did you like Keith Harrison, Orville, or Molly Sugden? Cheers, your pips, Martin M.
2: Martin McCutcheon, do you think? Martin McCutcheon, Probably. obviously. Well, then that that impression works for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's my favourite sausage and potato conversation? Uh, sausage and potato do you know combination. What, do you know what? I'll fucking tell you. I'll tell you this, right? I went to um, a fucking wedding once. I was mm. a plus one. right? Yes. And um, and I shouldn't oh. have been there. I'd never met the bride and groom, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I'm not lying. It was in. It was not. N- the, I think the church was near Green Park. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. church, but I think we maybe it may have maybe the reception was in Green Park, and we got a bus from the church to the reception. So I, I don't know, um, but it wouldn't have been a really long journey. But it was a real fucking huge church, thousands and thousands and. Oh thousands. wow! It was like there was there was uh, there was at least a thousand people. Uh, there was a full choir. Uh, and um, I was going with my ex-girlfriend not at the time and so we went and uh, the wedding happened and the bride and groom they walked uh, past but I didn't really get a good look because I was at the end of an aisle uh, they went up to the front and I was so far away I couldn't hear any of the vows or any of the ceremony you could hear sort of like echoes but not much then they walked off and I never saw them then then we all went to the reception and, um, uh, and i There was absolutely no point in me being there other than a place fella, right? Or a seat fella. Yeah. And um, there was kind of like the reception room just had like loads of champagne and stuff. And I'd been there before because um, there was an after-show party at an award ceremony that I was doing PR for where Justin Lee Collins was hosting.
3: Food Bar Radio, Justin Lee Collins.
2: And uh, uh, I tell you what, everyone enjoyed his company. Um, He was a great host. (laughs) um before before oh, the this uh, was, no this is during <laughs> he was filming the video <laughs> and hosting a war ceremony at the same time it's kind of like Wait, so he's multi-talented it was thrilling <laughs> Because the way he changed character in between, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like the opposite of me. <laughs> it's like... Um, what a so talent. It was, it, it, everyone admired the talent. <laughs> anyway, it was he was great. Was really, was, he was really good at hosting that thing. Um, anyway, um, so well, there was a moment halfway through the ceremony. It was the Golden Joysticks Award. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And there was a moment halfway through the ceremony Oh, no not even halfway through the ceremony it was a real thankless task huge 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 tables with like eight people dotted around them in this vast ballroom and then he has to go up and give out video game based awards and it's a dry event mm. and there was like a moment really early on when he just went fuck it and he just did this absolutely like he just made it all about every single person that won an award and he bought more, and it was just like it was. There was like you could just see the moment when he went, "Oh, let's go for this." And yeah, and I, I, you know, it was bef- great. It was before mm. it was before, before the fall, before the fall. But like, um, it, yeah, he. I mean, you know, great house. He did that. Absolutely, <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> that award ceremony. It was good. He was good. Uh, and everyone was so happy to see him afterwards. It was crazy.
3: Um, that is the way to do that, though, I suppose.
2: That well, is the way to do to that. He went to the after show party the next year. I won't say who the host was, but they did not do that. <laughs> it was the driest event ever. And then they said, do you want to meet
1: anyone? He goes, no, not really. And then they just <laughs> shepherded him
2: off. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, so we were at this like venue. And what, it's like this big white room, and there are kind of... Um, hidden doors yeah all around and me and the group of people that i was with who all kind of knew the bride and groom we were there for the after reception but not for the dinner and so you get like canapes and stuff and we worked out that if you stood by a certain hidden door that's where the canapes canapes coming out good good, good just fucking bombard them yeah and i was getting they had these fucking mini bangers and mashes oh lovely And they were, like, bite-sized. And it was like... like, What
3: were they served on?
2: I think they were served in... um, I think they were served in sort of, like, um, a a cone. And you'd get, like, a wooden spoon with it, a tiny little wooden spoon. And it came with the most... The the mashed potato was incredible. A tiny sausage, but it was not, like, just like a regular Chipotle, Sure. Right. And this amazing onion gravy. And you could basically do it in one mouthful. Oh, absolutely and would lovely. And you just bang, 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 bang,
1: bang, bang, bang. They did
2: like mini fish and chips as well. And sort of like I've
3: had a them. little mini, mini fish and chips. in like a, a
2: roll of fake newspaper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. but the fucking, like a goujon of cod. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> in the olden days when they used to wear cod pieces. Mm. Yeah, but they'd sold out so <laughs> you ended up with a cod <laughs> Um but um, yeah that, so that in, in, that's a long way of answering your question but what's your favourite sausage and potato combination the free bangers and mash that I got at that wedding
3: bangers and mash is the obvious one not chips with sausages mash I think with the sausage. no but I
2: do like a battered sausage at a fish and chip shop
3: oh same, same I, I, that's my choice that's
2: my starter <laughs> <laughs> Get a battered batter sausage and some gravy mm. oh, god. oh my god Fucking hell I could destroy a battered sausage right now <laughs> <If I can laughs> Slide it down in one <laughs> 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 uh, I mean it would catch on you With the crispy, with the crispy bits It
1: would, it would, catch, catch, it would catch, catch on, catch on your throat, throat.
2: Mm. Mm. What other combinations of sausage and potato are there? Well, I'm trying to think, well, sausage, you'd have like... you could have like a sausage casserole with bits of potato, yeah. either on it or um, like uh, fanned out on the top slices. I can't remember. A, what a that's...
3: sausage and a, and a bird's eye potato waffle.
2: There's no real other combination, is there? I mean, bangers. Thanks, Nigel. Mash.
3: That's your answer. It's not
2: Nigel, so it's Martin. So that is Marty your answer McCutcheon. to that. Martin McCutcheon. Um, did, did you like Keith Harris and Orville I did up until they did my uni.
3: Oh, was he doing a blue one? Yeah, well, I don't like that. When they do, they they come back and do swears and
2: what's are you saying, Orville?
1: You got your hand up my cunt.
2: Oh, you know no. stuff
1: like that. No <laughs> one wants that, do they?
2: I don't think he ever said that. That's just something I've just made up. <laughs> but uh, but it was stuff like that. Yeah. And then you know, cuddles a monkey. Cuddles would you know try and fuck a fresher. Yeah. At the bar afterwards, not during the show. <laughs> <laughs> Keith was passed out, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> um, uh, Molly Sugden.
3: she's from Are You Being Served. Oh, do you like Keith Harrison Orville or Molly Molly Sugden? Why can't we like all of them?
2: I, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're unrelated, aren't they? It's not either or. Not in this case. No. So I liked Keith Harris up to a point and Molly Sugden. She never... <laughs> Never really. She never really. Actually, but in answer to your question, that's Keith Harrison Orville. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nat and Nick. Nick, I love your cunt, but it would make my moon if Nat could call me one today. I love your cunt, but it would make my, my moon. moon if Nat could call me one today. Make my moon. I need the cheer up. Thanks, Texas Pete. Oh. The real
3: Texas Pete. Oh, I don't
2: know. I don't think I've ever...
3: I don't know if I want to call I don't think
2: I've... I oh, that might be the first time I've ever heard you <laughs> say that word. No.
3: Um, OK, Texas Pete, if I make your moon, you are a
1: cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. That felt that felt awful. It did. Oh, God.
1: That's I'm worried like, that if I like, say That's it.
2: like when you find out that your dad's fucking Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's the memory um,
1: Hi fan clubbers I'll get Hi fan clubbers Hi fan clubbers Oh Ridley Ridley was so great So great working with Ridley uh, but Is that Ridley's talking about <laughs> it's just John, John, Hurt. John Hurt Oh no not again <laughs> that, That's the line from Spaceballs that's right <laughs> Hi fan clubbers I'll get right to it <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently visiting London for the weekend I've seen posters for the upcoming Pretty Woman the musical So far so normal But the tagline for the show is Big musical, big, huge Big new musical, that's what it is
3: Big new musical, big, Now this just doesn't make any sense
1: at all Surely it should be big musical, huge Yes, yeah, he's right why did they feel the need to mangle the quote? I know it's pedantic, but the tagline doesn't make any sense. What is happening? <laughs> Please help Lewis.
3: I'm with you, Lewis. I wouldn't like that at all. Big new musical. What's what's the difference? So rather than saying it's going big new musical, huge it's like big musical huge. It's, just better, it's better scanned, doesn't it? So it, adding in. Yeah,
2: but they're also trying to let you know that it's a new musical.
3: I know, I don't like it. I think it's a bit like. Um, I remember years ago seeing a <laughs> poster for uh, Kim Marsh from Hearsay had a, had a single out. Mm. And it said, The Great New Single from Kim Marsh. And I went, Well, don't say it's great on a poster.
2: Well, Kim didn't write it.
3: No, I know, but, but like, I whoever's like, written uh, it, oh, I don't Kim, like that it
2: has can an you opinion. Just, uh, rattle off some fucking uh, words for your poster. Yeah. It's uh, a uh, great, uh, fantastic, wonderful, new, uh, infamous musical. Uh, and uh, the, the guy in the Three Amigos goes, you can't afford all of those words.
1: <laughs> you to going to have to shorten it. Uh, Hi, NN. That's us. NN. Hey, would you like to come strawberry pick? Why have we got so many fucking weird ones this week? <laughs> would you like to come strawberry picking with me in my allotment? This would please me greatly. And I would desire to sprinkle the juice on the toes. Warm wishes, Danny D. Danny Dyer's back.
3: Danny Dyer and my team catching in the same.
2: Fucking okay, no. hell. Um, no, I, I won't. I really don't like. <laughs> I don't like much about that message. Uh, yeah, I don't even quite like, strange messages
1: don't, we get. I really don't like. I don't really like being called NN.
2: I don't mind the NN.
1: Don't like that at all. NN. Dear Nick and Nat, dear Nick and Nat, long-time listener, second-time five-star reviewer. See iTunes 2019, first-time emailer. Love. I didn't do the brackets.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Go on. Dear Nick and Nat, long-time listener, second-time 1st five-star reviewer. See 2019.
1: <laughs> First-time emailer. Love the show. Very much my podcast highlight of the week. Nick, I've only very recently watched Uncle.
3: Sorry for being late to the party.
1: <laughs> and utterly loved it. I found it both funny and moving. I'm enjoying catching up with, E.J. your out too, Nat! I enjoyed hearing you talking about arse-candling on the Beef and Dairy Network. Oh, yeah, that was me. What's
3: (laughs) arse-candling? It's a thing where you stick a candle up your arse on Ben Partridge's uh, podcast. Don't need to explain that anymore.
1: That's right. I loved hearing you talk about Train to Busan
3: absolutely ages ago
1: i'm also a fan of the zombie genre i'm thinking it is absolutely one of the best have either of you seen cl station haven't. it's the animated prequel also directed by young sang ho it's really interesting having an animated companion piece, but it's equally great and maintains the tone of the original brilliantly.
2: Yeah, it's not always possible. Remember when the uh, when Batman Begins came out? Was it The Dark Knight? And then oh, they did yes, those animated, those
1: animated, ones, animated
3: ones, ones, didn't
2: they? And it was just like, the tone is completely different from the fucking films that you're prequalizing, you
1: fucking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible, what, a, what an incredible waste of time! <laughs> For the love of God, please keep up the good work, guys. Love from Matt. That's Ooh, a nice been. one.
2: Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Good um, one, Matt. I haven't seen Seoul sa- Station. No,
1: but uh, Train to Busan. If you guys haven't seen it, I mean, fucking hell. Pull up your socks, <laughs> <laughs> dear Nick and Nate. Mate. Started listening to your podcast because I don't know enough about films Enjoying it so far and actually managed to impress my husband with my newfound knowledge of the evil dead movies She said films um, Taking my dad to see Emma tonight on your recommendation You discuss venues quite a lot So I thought you might like to know about a cinema we have here in Lincolnshire Which is a traditional refurbished 1930s cinema comma, Called The Kinema in the woods. This is an independent family-run venue which regularly shows classics like Casablanca and hosts outdoor showings.
2: Sounds good. I think I have heard of this. I think when I was on tour someone
1: was telling me about this. They are next door to an open-air swimming pool. This sounds familiar. They are next door to an open-air swimming pool.
3: Also, a historic venue from the 40s.
1: (laughs) And last year, they hosted an outdoor showing of Jaws, followed by a midnight swim in an open-air pool. The Kimma always has an interval, which helps... cause the seats are horrendously (laughs) uncomfortable compared to a modern cinema and during the interval a piano rises from the stage floor and a guy plays classic movie soundtracks for 20 minutes with a glitter ball spinning on the ceiling. Yeah, I have heard about this cinema What I want to know is when you're going to see a film, is the experience more important than considering considerations like comfortable seats Much as I love the Kinema, I miss the comfort and convenience of our local multi-screen cinema. Sure That's a good question um, well, I think mainly for me, I don't... Hang on. Thanks, Amy. Kiss, kiss, oh. PS. If you are impressed by Johnny Flynn, you should watch Beast, which is on all four, four at the, the minute. minute. I thought it, it was, was brilliant. brilliant. All right, cool. Um, go on. Um, I I think...
3: I don't necessarily think about seats, comfort, and things like that, um, but I do like to see something where, you know, <laughs> you can... The sound's good, and... Yeah, you know, you're on a big screen and things. If if I can help it,
2: yeah, I th- I, well, yeah, and but there are less cinemas that are that badly yeah. set up.
3: These I can't days. think of many where I've sat in there and just been like, God, this is uncomfortable. I
2: I can remember being incredibly uncomfortable seeing films, but I can't remember which films. But I right. can remember the films. Do you know what I mean? So, I think. Um yeah, and there is something to be said for seats that are too comfortable. At the yes. beginning of the year, I kept falling asleep. I was in an insomniac, but I kept <laughs> falling asleep through films. Um, um, I do. I, re- I, re- I think they're two different things. I, I remember going to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a flea pit in 1998 with my friend when it was re-released in one location mm. in London. as ABC Cinema, which is now at Odeon Covent Garden. And, um, just the, I remember the seats were sort of like that orange and black kind of texture that you were, uh, those coloration that you get on, um, buses. Yes. Or underground. You know, that one. It was kind of, I remember it really vividly like that. And I remember the, uh, floor being sort of like worn away a little bit, you know, the carpets and it was just like a real, like, yeah. I just loved that cinema, though ABC. I still got the tickets for it, and I still got the flyer that, that was like a postcard of that venue. And it has had a lot to do, I think, with how much I enjoyed that film because you felt locked in, and you didn't mm. feel one hundred percent. I mean, you were safe, yeah, but you didn't. It felt like scuzzy, yeah, like the cinemas in uh, American Werewolf. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. the old cinemas in the West End before they redid them all. And I do miss that. I really loved that ABC cinema. Um, uh, so I think that there's that. But also, I don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I don't know how many times I've really watched it since I saw it at the cinema. It's still, to this day, one of my all-time favourite horror films, mm. just because of how much that first viewing affected me. Yeah. And I and it's not the film's fault, but I'll get halfway through watching it on DVD or Blu-ray, and... Um, uh. You're watching it on a small screen and it just doesn't feel... It doesn't,
3: doesn't have the same impact. doesn't have
2: the same impact. And also, especially on DVD and Blu-ray, they clean it all up. But when you've got like these original prints of some films that are all sort of like... It feels fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, that's like a big thing. And also, I would say that 1917, seeing that on IMAX, I came out of that film just thinking it was absolutely incredible. And I can't imagine watching that on a phone.
3: No, no. Um, I think that might be the experience. I saw this week... Um, uh the john wick movies and uh thank you (laughs) i saw one and two i've seen and i don't know if it's like i feel that people seem so invested in those films and sort of love them so much and i felt a bit like i don't know if i'm missing something and watching these on the small screen but i don't feel like they're like I i was a bit like they're all right they're sort of fun and things but i never i don't didn't really get the enthusiasm people seem to have for him. People just seem to have gone nuts for him.
2: I, I I thought the first one didn't live up to its tagline. Yeah. But I thought the second one was incredible.
3: The second one's a lot better. And I, I haven't think.
2: seen. I haven't seen the third one.
3: I haven't seen the third. I'm not in a massive. I think the second one works. It as that great sort of set piece where you've just got the two, him and the other guy, and they're basically walking through like a crowded subway, but no one really notices that they're trying to kill each other and they've got like sort of silencers on their guns and they're just sort of shooting these bullets off at each other while commuters are passing them without really noticing that this whole thing's happening. Yeah. I thought that was great. But um but I just was like it doesn't particularly I think the action doesn't work that great. The first one feels like it's obviously all Keanu Reeves doing it and he it, it can obviously do it, but it feels like they've cranked the the camera so much to sort of speed up bits and slow bits down and things that you have this thing where it's like well, it's hard to tell what's actually happening
2: I yeah I remember in the first one thinking that um, the framing was just so tight on him mm. that um, you'd miss bits of. The, I think they sorted that out with the second one yeah. the fight that they have on the steps outside yes. is just fucking incredible and um, you look at it and you go oh
3: no here's him doing it as well But it's almost by cranking the camera and making it f- speeding things up and slowing things down it actually just gives the impression that he can't actually do any of this stuff and you're Sure. you're trying I, to make him look like he can
2: I also watched a um, thing uh, the budget for John Wick was so small I can't remember what it was I think it's it 20
3: million I looked at something. Yeah,
2: um, but they have like some really kind of like fairly shoddy CGI at the, when he's shooting people in his house mm. and then there was a YouTube channel that sort of like fixed all the CGI on it and, um, and you go oh yeah, you, can, you know, you can see like, oh the CGI ain't that great but um I really, I, I don't know. It's alright, I, I, I just I kind I, of wonder I, if I'm give, missing something. I give Keanu Reeves a, a free pass every oh, time. Oh absolutely. Um, uh, but then also when you see something like Secret Cinema, when I went to see Back to the Future at Secret Cinema and you just have a bunch of drama students that talk all the way over your favourite film mm. and you're in the rain, it's just like this yeah, I find that. This, I is don't... Adding, this is adding nothing. Yeah. Um, so I find that really weird. Uh, yeah, I like it's to kind watch of the like film. You want to be seen to be a fan as opposed to.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like, this isn't. You're making. Well, I suppose, but you, I, I just feel like you're making a film about you. And it's kind of like, I can enjoy a film without.
3: Yeah. I think that's the thing about I I'm very much. Well, like, I'm
2: better. I know, in actual fact, I bought some comic books from. Uh the stalls that they had uh when they did the Back to the Future Secret cinema and they're hung on my wall. And they, they did a really they did a really good job. People love those things. I'm not judging anyone that likes it. No.
3: Them. But I know what but you mean. I did
2: find it kind of like uh not this bit.
3: I sort of wonder if you wanna the best way to enjoy a film is probably to sit in the dark and just watch it. <laughs> it's probably the best way. Well that's what's good the about the cinema. Yeah.
2: You know, like um
3: the lights go down. I try
2: and get through Once Upon a Time in the West at home, and it's like, oh yeah, it's long, now, isn't it? But you go to the cinema and you're locked in. Yeah. I mean, Hateful Eight. When I went to see Hateful Eight, there yeah. was an intermission on that, and that I remember the intermission as much as I remember the film. Mm. You know, um, uh, and the booklet that I got with it. So yeah, I think that it's it's different. You know, you have your favourite films. I've, some of my favourite films I've never seen on a big screen. Mm. Um, and some of my favourite film experiences are only because of the cinema. Mm. So it's a good question. Interesting. Uh, we should play a song because yes. we haven't got time.
1: Michael yes! And we're back, 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 back,
3: back, back. <laughs> Natalie has put on a picture of some alpha bites, I guess, to suggest that you could have some alpha bites with sausages. Well, what I would with do sausages.
2: is I would get the O. The O. And I would get the sausage. Stick it through and the I'd o. fuck that O with the sausage. It's a good combination. Uh, I wouldn't be able to fuck any of the other letters with the uh, sausage. No. Because I'd have fucked them with my actual beans. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with a B? Well, got two holes a I would put it on its side and imagine they were tits. <laughs> That's what I would do. Ah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> <loads of> potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um where were we? What have you seen this week? Have you seen anything this week?
3: So, uh, both John Wick films? Oh yeah,
2: right. How are you getting into that? You're interested
3: um I uh but yeah, they're, like I like I like them. I thought they were very enjoyable. but I just, I just was like um I
2: I just I saw a preview. I saw a press screen of the first John Wick and I just came out of it thinking, "Well, that was okay." Yeah, I think it's all right. Um And then everyone went nuts for it. And the same thing happened with Mad Max. It's just like, I liked it. I just didn't like it enough. Oh, I loved Mad Max. It was great. I would really... No, but I liked Mad Max more than I liked John Wick. But I just... But people lost their fucking minds. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I just guess I didn't really... Mm. I liked it more than any of the other Mad Max films. Yeah. Um, I just think that... Do you know I think Mad Max... Well, I suppose it has had a remake, hasn't it? But, you know, you go, don't remake a good film. Remake a film that had potential. Yeah. And I think Mad Max is one of those films where you could go, yeah, absolutely. But I generally but didn't know how
3: they did it. I just was like, how do you go about making this? I couldn't. I thought it was so impressive. Mm. And the bits where you've got the guys on stilts going between moving cars, yeah. and you think, and every shot lasts about three seconds, and you go, well, how do you do the set for this? Like, have, have you, you got, ever like,
2: been to Glastonbury?
3: <laughs> no It's basically that I mean, Basically Fury Road <laughs> Yeah to, I guess the dress is quite similar
2: Cunts on stilts Bouncing around everywhere Fucking <laughs> On
3: cars Well, being shot at them
2: Well Eventually
3: okay. <laughs> um, The budget of Don, uh, John Wick Doubled to 40 million Okay so it started Had a budget 20 million And doubled I guess during filming
2: Right
3: um, I also saw this week I saw Dark Waters the Mark Ruffalo film. Oh, is that good? Yeah, I liked it a lot more. You know exactly what it is going in, but it is it is one of those things you get a real... It? Um, like It's a it's a, a a real true life story about a lawyer sort of who thing, finds it? out some water's been poisoned. Very Erin Brockovich-y.
2: So, yeah, sort of thing that John Travolta would have made in the late 90s. Yes, yes, yes.
3: But it's sort of like a really good version, and you come away from it sort of just... sort of your mind's blown, because it, it's a real company and they're talking about a real company, and it just... think. Oh what an awful what an awful thing the big pharmaceutical companies <laughs> So it does really make the point and you go, God, I mean like if it wasn't obvious before, the fact that you can make a film and name them Yeah. It just shows that you're going, Wow, I mean extraordinary. That it's not even like that company go, You can't say that about us, we're two. It's just that they're like, Yeah <laughs> Yeah, that did happen, didn't it? We got found out. It's a bit like that, you know. It feels very um uh it sort of makes that point, I think, by talking about real companies and who they are and what they make and everything.
2: Yeah, someone's someone's got to do it, haven't they? But mm. in actual fact, yeah, they do. It's just that I don't know who's going to watch that and it changed their opinion.
3: No, I don't think it changed my opinion, but I think it does reiterate that thing where you go, oh, God, you know, what an
2: awful like. Do you know what it does though? It it brought attention to you about the pharmaceutical companies. Mm. Yeah. And then there'll be people in the audience that didn't know about yeah. that. And then it will make people think twice. Yes. Some people, not all people. Yeah. But and you um, get a
3: big star in it, and you go, there you go, it's a Mike Ruffalo film. And you watch it and go, God, is that, that's true, isn't it? All that, I suppose. I liked it though, I thought it was good. It's done by Todd Haynes, a really old film for him to do.
2: Todd Haynes that did. Um,
3: Velvet Gold Mine, and uh, he did uh, Carol. and did He did, did, did
2: Palindromes. Palindromes. No, no, Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Who am I thinking of? Todd Solons.
3: Todd Solons. Yeah, he's different. (laughs) Totally different.
2: Well, that's why I thought it was a weird (laughs) film for him to be making. So
3: who's Todd Haynes? He did... Velvet Goldmine. He did The Karen Carpenter Story. He did... um, That one, what's it called? I'm Not There, was it? The one that's everyone playing Bob Dylan?
2: Sure. Uh, Isn't that the... Isn't that the Wacken Phoenix film?
3: Yeah, it's that one that's got everyone playing. No, but
2: Working Phoenix is did the one when he was a rap star.
3: Oh no, not that. What's that called? Um, and then what's the
2: one when he goes on a murderous revenge? <laughs> I was never really. I was never um, really. Here. You were
3: never really here. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not there. And what's the one that you're talking about? <laughs>
3: what's oh, maybe that's I'm not there. God. I'm not there. Is the no? Maybe that's that isn't one. That the
2: Working Phoenix film.
3: Oh God. So
2: what's the Bob Dylan film? Fucking. But I'm not there. It's the Bob Dylan one.
3: I'm not there. Okay.
2: Okay, so you're.
3: I'm right on that one. So
2: what's the fucking Wacken Phoenix one?
3: You were never really here.
2: No, that's the that's the that's the revenge film. Oh. I'm still here.
3: I'm still here.
2: I'm still here. You were never really here. Yeah. And I'm not there. (laughs) I wish you were here. I wish you were here. I wish you were here, the (laughs)
1: Brighton-based
2: '80s film. We could have a
3: we could have a a Prince Charles all-nighter.
1: Oh God! It is confusing, Uh, isn't it? It's
3: confusing uh, for us. uh, What must it be like for you guys, eh? Uh, uh, anyway, have you watched anything this week?
2: I've watched. Um, I watched Army of Darkness again. Yeah, but do you know what? I did. I actually found the UK theatrical cut and the DV set that I've got. Oh right, okay. Had to buy it from Germany, but it's. Uh, I've got something like eleven copies of Army of Darkness. <laughs> it's just all different, all different boxes and sleeves and stuff. Uh, some of them are a part of a box set, and I got a German box set. I got I've got one box set that's an Australian box set that's got the Australian TV edit of it. Oh yeah, and that has got stuff that hasn't even been treated in it. They're just like stuff that they've crammed in what alternate weird thing, alternate takes that are on like really grainy film. Why would they've done weird that? lines, bad readings? It's it's. Just, I think it was to boost it up to like two hours. Because it's an now it's an eighty. The American cut is eighty two minutes. The UK cut is uh, eighty five minutes, and the director's cut is ninety two minutes. Um, and the Australian cut has got loads more in it. And it's a oh, weird it, thing to do. It's, so it's
3: on telly, but they've gone. Let's try and find extra footage. It, it to- looks
2: awful. Um, oh, it, it, it's anyway. So it's on this weird Australian uh, uh, bo- uh, box set of it, which has like a lot of different versions, but not the UK cut. Because that's why I started watching the Australian one. Because I thought this is, this will be like, the outside of America cut, mm. and um, or the other region cuts. But no, it's not that. And so, and I found this German thing, and um, it's got the US cut, the director's cut uh, on Blu-ray, US cut, director's cut on DVD, and then it's got um, the UK European cut. And the a, a disc of DVD extras um, Yeah, it's, I mean I had to sort through a lot of boxes of Army of Darkness to find it But I finally found my beloved favourite film UK Favourite cut of my
3: That's the film. one I think of The
2: only good cut of that film Except for the, uh, it's got the American ending Oh really? But I think it's the theatrical ending It was the new ending. I don't think it's the American ending.
3: So it's not the one where he goes, you know, he wakes up 100 years later or whatever. No,
2: so it's not the Planet of the Apes ending. It's the um, uh, supermarket ending. But I think that was the the theatrical cut. And the reason, it's really weird, because before the internet, so before the internet I watched Army of Darkness on VHS and it had the post-apocalyptic ending, Mm. right, Um, which is great. I love it. It
3: I thought that was it. And I didn't know they changed it until I watched it years later and was like, it sort of blew my mind because that's one of the things I really like about the film. It fits the tone of the film and also
2: you want to see that scene. Yeah, you
3: want to go, that'll be the next film.
2: Yeah. Um, And he's not in another cabin. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's different, again. Um, But what happened was uh, there was the original, that was the original ending, right? But then they changed it for the cinematic release. Because Universal thought it was too downbeat, and they wanted something more upbeat, so they added in the supermarket ending instead. So that got released in all of the cinemas, and sold to Sky, right? So Sky just bought the films straight from the cinema. Mm -hmm. Now, when they released it on uh, VHS in 1993 or 1994, uh, they put the original apocalyptic ending on it. For so it had the UK European cut with the alternate ending. Right, and it fits the flow of the film and, it, and the tone of the film and um, it's not like an extra uh, you've had your action sequences it's not like this extra sort of like cheapo action sequence that's added at the end but but that supermarket version does have a couple of really good one liners in it so I'd watched the VHS thing like 300 times and my mate who we were becoming friends at school in during lunch break would talk about films and stuff and uh, he had seen it uh, three hundred times, but he'd seen it on Sky and he taped it off Sky. And one day we just randomly <laughs> talked about the ending, and our stories didn't match. And I was like, "What the fuck are you <laughs> talking about? What are you talking about? The supermarket?" I don't, it's the genuinely b- weird. I think. And then um, and then so he taped it for me and brought it in, and then I was just like, "Oh my god, there's a fucking did completely it make you different <laughs> ending? <laughs> did it
3: make you think you'd gone mad?" <laughs>
2: Well, when he was talking about it, I was just like, "What?" I was, I, I thought he was one of those friends that you have at school that lies. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like they
2: were saying, uh, um, like when I was at school in like 1989, I had a friend of, uh, we were very young, but th- people used to just say random weird chat, and one person said, "Oh, you yeah, know, I've seen, yeah, I've seen Batman 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got, it's got the Penguin in it. And I think it was, it's got the Riddler in it." Yeah Robin Williams is the yeah. I, know,
3: I saw it on Pirate. I saw it on Pirate, and you'd be like, "What? Right, how?
2: How have you seen <laughs> the sequel to Batman?"
3: Yeah, yeah, I've got it, got it. Sort of Pirate. But, yeah. but
2: they say it's that, and, and they say they're like, "Yeah, it's got Robin Williams as the midler in it."
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: Batman Two. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought it was like one of those things, but no, it wasn't. Um, when I
3: was working in the comic book shop, grown men had still say things like that, and you'd be like, "What a world! What a world!" <laughs> you talk to him, yeah, I've, I've actually seen it. And you go, it's just not true. But also, it was at a time when you'd have, like, the internet. I think there was a guy who'd said he'd seen the Watchmen movie at one point, And it was like, well, it hasn't, because they haven't even started filming it yet. Because you, you can h- read about it now on the internet, because it's a worldwide thing, and you just can't make stuff up anymore. A grown man had yeah. said that
2: he'd seen the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Mm. I and mean, it was just like, well, you haven't, because it's not been made. absolute fucking loser. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. The new Avenger movie is good though. <laughs> <laughs> Got them all back. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Oh, Perfect.
3: <laughs> Got some new characters as well. Batman's in it.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and I've seen loads of stuff. But um, uh, I watched uh, Boxcar Bertha. Oh, yeah, I and saw that once on... Who's That Knocking At My Door?
3: Never seen Who's That Knocking so At My Door. So that's the
2: first Martin Scorsese film, is Who's That Knocking At My Door, and Boxcar Bertha was one that he did, what, 72? For
3: Corman, wasn't that? Corman movie. Yeah, I think it
2: was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe it was earlier than 72. David Carradine? Yes.
3: And uh, I saw it once on Channel 5. Uh, and, yeah, it's a very, it's like a, a sort of B-movie in it. It's just like a...
2: Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the woman in it? Out of beaches. Oh, uh, Barbara Hershey,
3: yeah,
2: it's got young Barbara Hershey in it. Oh, She's okay. gorgeous in that film. Um, it's uh, it's all right. It's a weird one, mm. but I watched Boxcar Bertha first, and uh, then I was like, oh god, early Scorsese. And then who's that knocking at my door? I watched after. Oh god, that is like oh, this is the guy that made Goodfellas, right? You know? um, yeah, that was really really good. Really, uh, well, it's it's good. It's not like. Really, really, really good. Yeah. But Harvey Keitel's good in it, and yes, it's, it's got like... Do you know what It felt a little bit like an, an unfunny version of Swingers. Right. It felt like it was about... It's black and white, and it felt like it was about a guy that was going through a relationship thing, and it captured a moment in a young actor's life, or a young performer's life, and you go, yeah. And it felt like oh, on the... It was filmed on the hoof, and it was like... um. It felt raw, but you also saw the potential of everyone involved in it mm. and their future. It was great, yeah. And then I also saw *The Good Son*, starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, which was oh, sort of like that. this horrible thriller film about yeah. a murderous child. But what I wanted to say about that is it's fine. It's sort of like um, it's a, it, it's better than I've ever heard it was. Everyone yeah. has always like written it off. I remember that he was promoting it on going live. And Philip Schofield was the like, but of course, because he was like 11 or whatever, and he was like, of course, uh, this is an adult film. It's an 18, isn't it? So you wouldn't have seen it. And he's like,
1: oh, yeah, sure, I've seen it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. How's that possible? <laughs> um, you know, because uh, they were t- they didn't want to promote this really heavily violent film yeah. to kids that love Macaulay Culkin. But Elijah Wood was absolutely, has always been, like, f- he I, he must be like nine in that film. He is absolutely fucking incredible in it. Wow. Like, he acts like he has all of the emotions of an adult. Whereas Macaulay Culkin feels a little bit like he's line reading, mm. you know? But Elijah Wood is kind of, yeah, he's fucking incredible in that. He's an interesting guy. I just think he's got a really, He was. I always just thought of him as mega famous. And then mm. it was just like, then he did Lord of the Rings, and it was just like, Elijah Wood's really famous. It's just like, hasn't he always been famous? Yeah. Like,
3: you think of him as in Flipper. North, and <laughs> yeah, Flipper. North
2: and Flipper. I always thought he was famous, especially, I think it's because you're a kid.
3: Yeah, they're sort of big guys. So, uh,
2: so when you're a kid, you feel like, oh, Largewood's one of the biggest stars because I'm a kid and he's a kid.
3: Yeah, and also I think because you project yourself, don't you? You go, I can't believe this kid's in all these movies. Yeah. So you sort of think of him as like uh, a big star.
2: Yeah, he was definitely a better actor than Macaulay Culkin was, but you know, uh, I, you know I guess he just kept his head down and made some good choices. Good old larger Didn't do the obit though, did he? So uh, we're gonna play a song and then we'll go and get our guest. Uh what are you what are you playing?
3: Uh David Bowie DJ. It's not there. Oh it no, it's is. not okay. <laughs>
2: It was quiet, but I didn't have my headphones <laughs> over my ears properly. They were just like perched on top and it sounded quiet to me. Yeah, anyway, there you go. Anyway, we're joined in this studio now uh, by uh, DJ Ironic. Yes, I'm here, man. Have oh, you haven't put your fucking oh, oh, oh,
0: can you hear me, yeah? You, hear me. you we're
2: fucking professional, I tell you, I tell you.
0: <laughs> hey, that's the best kind of show. So are you Ironic now or are you DJ Ironic. Do you know what? Um, it's whatever I feel on the day. Today, oh, yes. I, to, yeah. Today I feel just ironic. I
3: think. Okay, yeah. you're just ironic. Right. Yeah.
0: To be fair, like it's if, if, whether I'm like DJing out or if I'm out DJing, then usually it's DJ ironic moment. But if I'm just being when you're a
3: rapper, house, but you're you're yeah. a DJ for your own rapping is well. Or, but or yeah. do you have your own DJ as no, well? No, no, I
0: DJ for myself.
3: So okay, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. So do that it does all, make man. sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're
2: behind a laptop.
0: Yeah, yeah. Behind. Well, I don't use a laptop. I use my USBs.
2: Right. And then so you're DJing in the yeah. middle of the stage and then you're also rapping.
0: Yep, I'll go in front of the stage, rap toward, rap on, on top of the song, go back behind the decks, press play on the next one. I
2: saw uh, Craig David yeah. do something very <clears throat> similar. Well, he but took my idea, uh, but... Is that right? Of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen him do that as Sure. He <laughs> doesn't. Oh, the crowd really
2: loved it. The crowd really loved it. Yeah. Uh, House of Pain, jump around. You go, yeah, well done, Craig. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, so you've got a single coming out.
0: Yeah. Is it out or is it coming it's, out? It's out already, yeah. The video's out. It's out on all streaming platforms, so yeah.
2: Called Poppy. I guess that's yeah. it
3: now, right? Because you have to have the video is part of the release, really.
2: It's, basically. It's, it's
0: basically part yeah.
3: of your YouTube hits will go towards, like, you Positions and everything right Right,
0: yeah so you just straight everything at once before it was like you put it out on radio first and then it goes out on itunes or whatever and then it goes out as a video release but now it's just straight everything at once
3: and you've but you've actually because you're still a young man yeah 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 i'm trying to be still a young man but you have been in the game for a long Long time time. already yeah
2: i mean you're incredibly successful straight out of the gate yeah kind of yeah
0: <clears throat> well it depends because i started dj when i was 13 but the actual mainstream success didn't come until when i was about 20 19 20 so i put in a lot of work before that um but just you know until and when i started writing and becoming a rapper i was about 17 18 so it took a few years before finding my actual lane and then becoming a success man so sure. well, i started young so that's why i am still young and but i've been in the game for so long
3: so, yeah. so you've seen lots of changes in the music business oh, anyway. yeah
0: 100 percent. seen a lot of artists do what i do come and go and um, yeah just like from from vinyl so i started out on vinyl and turntables to now USBs like I so said so when you say 10.
3: you were DJing at 13 yeah, you were yeah. literally DJing for other people or for yeah for my, for other people I was just doing DJ sets
0: in the club so I was even too young to be in the club yeah, sure. right. I was in I, I remember going on the Soul Solid crew first tour when they were promoting uh, 21 seconds and yeah and that was like the first club I went in and just to see that I think from there I knew exactly what I wanted to do so right so
3: yeah. when when you were turning up at 13 were you sort of seen almost like a novelty like it's yeah. like was it was part of the selling point that you yeah. were 13 100
0: percent. like he right. was this young little kid behind the decks i had to use like a stool to stand on but i remember at the time <laughs> i remember because t- i'm short anyway but back then i was really short but um i remember at the time there was also another dj that was really young and he was like my rival his name was little charlie so a big shout out to him but um yeah it was like either little charlie or dj ironic which one's gonna actually be this big dj when they grow up so. did you
2: hate each other
0: I no, I never, I don't have hate in my heart, man. <laughs> but he was like, he was like it my nemesis. He <laughs> <laughs> was your counter,
3: your what? other, your yeah,
0: other. Yeah, a big shout out to him. I hope he's
3: doing all right now, so... So that was you at at 13. So at that time, were you already rapping or trying to rap? Do you mean like at 18, you found your voice? So that was when you first were like, can I? (laughs) All that in the time in between, were you practicing and trying to get into it? No. So I didn't have a clue about rap at that point.
0: I just wanted to be a DJ. Um, and then when I turned 15 I started producing which kind of then introduced me to listening to other types of music rap music and UK rap music and then wanting to be a rapper and then I started producing for a lot of you know other rappers that have become big big names now tiny temper and mm-hmm. <clears throat> chipmunk and people like that and then just seeing them made me want to start writing my own song so from when I was about 16 17 I started writing and being interested so was a
3: kind of when you worked with kind of creative people you're you can you sort of fed off that yeah,
0: yeah. and then just fell in love with that so, so you did uh,
2: music in GCC? Yeah. And what was that like?
0: It was cool. I went to <clears throat> the British Academy of Music College as well, um, after school, which was cool. Um and yeah, it was to be fair, like my music lessons in school didn't teach me much but I learned, you know, what yeah. I could from it. So Where's the British Music Academy? It's Bromley by Bow. So Dizzy mm-hmm. Rascal's been there, and a few other names. So. You'd have been
3: like, oh, that's local to me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in Bo. I'm in Bo. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, we go. Yeah. Well, Dizzy Rascal's yeah. Bo as well,
2: isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's that's, um, yeah. There was a free. Tri- there was an arts academy over the road. I was I was in a sitcom, mm. and when we were filming, it was the first sitcom, and there was an arts academy over the road from where, uh, from the house we were filming in. Wow. And, w- and I thought I was doing a very bad job <laughs> and I sat in a car with all of the producers and the director and the writer and everyone and I said uh, you should probably uh, let them know that I'm here and I could go in and give them a talk <laughs> and everyone in the car w- just a- just pretended i hadn't said it
1: do you worry
3: they went home and went can you believe can you you believe how arrogant he is
2: we just drove back to the unit base in silence and i was just like oh fuck me why did i say that why did i say that i I knew i was joking everyone thinks i'm (laughs) a wanker fucking hell when you
3: turn up when you're a producer at 15 right you walk into a studio and there's the actor there are they expecting a 15-year-old to walk in? No. you got your producer coming in. He'd <laughs> be no, like, all. Yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's all good, man. Like that, at that point, like, I don't know. I just felt like I was winging everything, like going along with whatever, um, learning new things, but just at the same time, learning by myself and going along with everything.
3: But do you feel at that age that you had, like, because in a lot of ways, um, sort of doing comedy and things, mm. you're... Like Nick often says, that you can go out. I we could go out and do gigs tonight, or do do a gig yeah. somewhere. Yeah, um, and make
2: some you know make some money. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can have agency over your career in that way. But if you're, do you feel like your career from like thirteen, yeah. fifteen up, is something that you've taken control over, or do you feel like your circumstance has put you in positions where you can? sort of change and kind of become the kind of artist you've become now
0: um do you mean like creatively
3: like yeah so were you like how much were you do you feel like oh is your attitude almost like what an accident i've fallen into all this stuff i was 13 doing djing and then I became a producer. And how much do you were you kind of, did you have that ambition and drive to actually change? And I think um, a lot of it was myself,
0: like, if I'm being honest. Um, and also my, my family and my mum was my manager for a long time. So she she was a good support and helping me you know, go for what I want to do. So um, just from when I knew I wanted to be a producer or a DJ, that is what I set my goal to yeah, be. Yeah, so a- it is but you, you're like- you your own yeah. drive. But it's yeah, yeah.
2: self-motivation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would yeah. say until I got signed to a major record label, Um, about 19 years old, that's when I think a bit of the creativity got lost a tiny bit just because they had had a lot of the control after that. And they kind of take control of your dream and everything from Mm there and it's all controlled by them. And you don't like that or you didn't like that? It was okay. Obviously, it's good being signed to a major record label at the time and you're young and it looks good, it feels good. but. I think now I'm a bit more older and I'm signed to an independent label and I can do it how I want to do it and be more creative how I want to be. Mm. I prefer this, this way too. But be like
2: sure. the first few years are sort of like getting your foot in the door and sort yeah. of like realising that that's what you want to do and that's what, you, you know... Just seeing where it takes you at first, and then yeah. when you're sort of like doing it, it's just kind of like, Well, hang on a minute, let's regroup. And like, what right. do I actually want to do? Yeah, Wh- right. what do I want to do with this? What I'm doing, yeah, and how far can I take? Yeah. How
0: far do I want to actually take this? Yeah, because every step I don't think I knew that I was gonna go that far and that far further mm-hmm. every time. Absolutely, to be fair, so yeah. by
3: taking control as well, so you've got it in your head that you want to be doing this yeah. in. Uh, when you're in your 60s and 70s, you want to still be in this. It still feels yeah. like you want a career, you, rather than yeah. wanting to be like.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I would. All, I think I'll always be somewhere in the music business. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be performing and um, still making music when I'm like 50, 60. But um, you know, working at a record company or being head of, or of a label or mm-hmm. something like that would be the dream. Yeah, so
3: definitely. Um, and you're saying we we're just talking about your single, yeah. and that uh, you're saying that's that's a single poppy which is out now yeah and it will be part of the new album yeah but the album is what you're working on currently literally right
0: right now yeah just left the studio today Just been
3: trying to figure it out, really. So, how do you know the shape of an album then? When you've got you've got a single, so you know that's on it. Yeah, you've still got to create the shape of an album. Yeah, I think I've got the shape of it. Okay, yeah,
0: I've got the structure, um, and I wouldn't really put out a record unless I've got that because Mm -hmm. I need to know what we're doing for the next year. To be fair, exactly. Um,
2: How do you structure an album?
0: For me, I go off sonically, so I have to listen each track each track by track and hear how it ends and how the next one starts and just Mm -hmm. it has to feel right for me personally um that's just the experience that i've got from Mm. making a couple albums but yeah and just you know making sure we've got the right music on there a bit for everyone because i think my audience is very varied so like
3: you got quite a broad
0: audience yeah yeah i can you know make some pop records and then really r&b records or hip-hop so i gotta try and cater for everyone but
2: and how many uh, tracks do you write for for your albums? I mean, yeah, I, I have I I write music and yeah. I end up with so many, um, yeah, s- so many tracks that I haven't used or I just could never quite work out. We got like to the a certain amount. point.
0: See, I don't, <clears throat> I don't really do that. I make the amount that I've got in my head because this is the trouble I always have. Like, how long should an album be these days?
3: Especially now. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't it's have to, like to be that It has that to fit long. on two sides of no, vinyl. No, no, yeah.
0: Well, my first album, I think, had eighteen tracks. My last album had, I think, fourteen. I think this one I won about 12:13. I think it's just going to get shorter because people's attention span these days, and mm-hmm. yeah, so.
2: Also, yeah, there's an ACDC album yeah. that came out called "Black Ice." And it had something like fifteen or sixteen tracks on, and people were complaining. They were just like, "There's too too many tracks." And you go, and there there was actually two songs on that album, which is basically it's the same song. It's the same chords and it's the same sort of like (laughs) chorus, but there's just different (laughs) lyrics. And you go, "Wow!"
3: They haven't even noticed that they could have got rid of one. They (laughs) could have got
2: rid of one. I think it's a really good album, but it was interesting to see that people were complaining that it was like it was it was too long. And then you go, "Yeah, "Yeah, sure." And then I suppose if it ends up being really long, you end up just having a little bit of filler in there yeah. as well yeah that's
0: what you don't want <clears throat> me personally i listen to a lot of music so i listen to a lot of albums and i sit and i really like analyze how long is how long can i really listen to this for mm-hmm. and i don't think it's that long especially these days um so maybe a lot of artists don't actually listen to a lot of other yeah, what music, your but own attention is yeah so, so. so they're just thinking let's just put as much this song's
3: great let's put that one on this song's great but i think you should, you got to think about what people want to listen to but so you, you know. use a single, essentially, to promote the album as a yeah. as a thing, but it doesn't exist yet in its, in its finished form, right? You've got an idea. Yeah. So before you go in and do the single and an album, yeah. are you listening to other types of music? Have you got an idea of, I want this one to be more like yeah. X or Y? Yeah. And at that point, are you listening to other people's music and being like, well, try and get, want to do something like this? Or yeah. do you go into it? Almost knowing mm, exactly what the finished product is. No, I do
0: listen to a lot of other music, to be fair. I like to get a bit of inspiration from. A, a lot of my peers, especially, just to to gauge what's going on, especially now, like, being in being doing this for over 10 years now, mm-hmm. I need to kind of know what's going on so I can stay in the loop and keep up with what's going on. Otherwise, I just get left behind and yeah. I'm still making songs like I made 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think can work these days. But, um, yeah, so I, I try and listen to what's going on. But we do have different, like, this record here, Poppy, is, like, more, this just sets the, the tone for the album, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. So we've got that ready, so, yeah
3: so and when you say you've got quite a broad audience so do you mm-hmm. have like you've got quite a mainstream audience and you sort of are you, you're catering to all the different yeah. you're saying it's got mixed of kind of grime and R&B uh, yeah. are you playing to those different audiences yeah I feel like I have
0: to really because when I first came out I was kind of going for the grime audience and the more underground kind of audience when when my music first started coming out on channel U that was the audience that I had and then obviously making records like Tiny Dancer with Elton John and that kind of just opened the doors to a, to a more wider audience mm-hmm. we had to kind of make records for for all then so. But you
2: actually worked with Elton John on that.
0: Yeah, well, it was a sample but we he he's obviously had to accept it and he's he actually called me up when the song done really well and stuff like that so yeah. Yeah, it's thanks cool. for the money. He said.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, well,
0: he, he, that, I think that record is actually his biggest selling digital record ever. Oh, like, really? Yeah, my version of Tiny Dancer, so yeah. So oh, I think he did probably yeah. think thanks for the money.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of yeah. I mean, he just does, that's yeah. extraordinary to think it about, rele- right? Yeah,
3: making him relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: of course. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's amazing. And there'll be it's lots
3: cool. of people that never would have heard that. Yeah, that, that will have heard your version. of it. Yeah, of course. Yes. Well,
2: otherwise he's literally got to uh, produce a film about himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's his. That's Plan B. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I still haven't <laughs> seen that film. I need to check it out. Though it's
2: got a weak ending. Is it? It would have been brilliant if he died. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. sorry, sorry, Alton. Um, I, I didn't. say that. No. Yeah. and that was me laughing. <laughs> in case you're wondering.
2: Um, uh, well, that's the mate, and you've also worked with Snoop Dogg.
3: Yeah. The
0: legend, the icon, Snoop, man. How does that come about? I t- I'm telling you, all my collaborations have just been so random and just spontaneous. But, you know, they're just sent sent down. But that one was... Um, we was basically working... Me and my management team were working with Ray J in America, working on some projects with him and Chris Brown on some R&B stuff out there. Um, and Ray J is related to Chris, to Snoop Dogg. He's his, un- his cousin. Um, and he was meant to have a track with him, but I I think he didn't want to use the record anymore. So he said, do you want these Snoop Dogg vocals? Um, Snoop doesn't, he doesn't mind what you do with them. Obviously, you might have to pay him a tiny bit, but you can use his vocals. So uh, we said, yeah, great, we're working on an album. So we took his vocals, we started making a beat around it. Um, we sent it back to him, and he loved it. And then, yeah, it was in the video. It's okay, great, so
3: they were just spare lyrics. Yeah, just <laughs> that, but I, that's how it
0: is in America and in yeah. LA. Their, their Vogue songs are just sitting there in studios. So people are just and, going and doing odd things in yeah, studios yeah. and leaving. And, and like, things. do you want this one, or I can have that one, we can swap verses, or... Yeah, so that's how that one came out. <laughs> it's totally
2: <laughs> random. <laughs> and then he came along and did the video.
0: Yeah, and he loved it. And obviously he sees that, obviously, he's, there's a market in the of UK. Of course, for, yeah, yeah. You know it's sort of. Of.
2: But also, you know, he's done all the work. He has, yeah. yeah. And so it's just sort of yeah. like, it's someone else that's like taking it and and giving, yeah. it, giving it to an audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
0: and just like, got to come shoot a video and smoke and just chill. That sounds. And he's had a 30-year career and yeah. it's it's
3: kind of perfect for him, isn't it? Yeah, I guess yeah. to just come along. Keep and it going. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Big um, shout out to Snoop, man. Yeah, he listens. He's a big fan of this show. <laughs> I heard, I heard, yeah, he's man. been emailing us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he keeps uh, he's, he's yeah. bothering us. Keeps <laughs> he's a big w- fan of Mork and Mindy. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> Is he? <no>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Could <no>. be. <laughs> um, should we play your song?
3: Yeah. Can then, do, man. Yeah. We've been talking about it.
2: Yeah, man. I have to play the whole track. You have I to th- even <laughs> if it fades out. You've got to listen to it fade <laughs> Thank out. Thank you. <laughs> no, nah, it's great. Poppy.
0: Great. Yeah, man. That's the, so that's the first installment from the new album. <laughs> Haven't got a title yet. We're about 95% done, I think. Yeah. Okay. Why Poppy? How do you know when you finished as oh. well? Um, oh, Poppy because I mentioned that in the first couple of lines and I just thought it sounded cool. Okay.
2: It's fine, you two are talking
0: sorry. <laughs> that was the entire thing. <laughs> um, and like, I, I'm weir- really weird of music. Like, I, I think people look at a title and judge a song and look look at the cover and judge a song, so I need the title to kind of be different. and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I don't know, I look at things weird. But yeah, sorry. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good question, though. It was a really was good great question. question. Something about
2: the album. Oh, how do you know when it's finished?
0: Oh, okay, um... I think we're almost there. So just once I've got the title, we've already got a vision for the artwork. Um, and yeah, once, once I feel good, man, I think it's just about feeling. That's how music should be. Once I feel good with it, once I'm playing it and everyone's happy, I've catered for everyone, play it to my little sister, play it to my friend from the block, play it to my mum,
2: everyone's happy. But do you ever listen to the stuff that you've done in the past and want to change it?
0: Yeah, but my <laughs> early stuff though. Yeah. Okay. A, lot, a lot, Yeah, yeah. Would you ever go back in and <laughs> change it? yeah my first album especially I felt like that that'd be an interesting project right to try and go in and redo it I've thought about that I've thought about that
2: yeah like Jar Jar Banks and stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've actually thought about that because Kanye Kanye West does that a lot he'll put out an album and then he'll edit it while it's out and then replace it
2: yeah like Cats like Cats yeah yeah
3: sure (laughs) but we're talking then that that, so almost the way to do it now is almost not to necessarily have a single like again in the the olden days you would release a single where you try and have like almost your biggest track yeah. release first you have to, to yeah. sell the album right whereas what you're saying now it's almost you can do sort of you're releasing things as if to say we've got something coming
0: yeah you can warm you can warm up
3: yeah, yeah. with the stream and now you can just warm up so
2: but then um when they did *Sgt. pepper um they released a what was it, what was it strawberry fields yeah, the, the a double a, a side, was it? Yeah, and there was Strawberry Fields and another one.
3: Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, it's not All You
2: Need Is Love, is it? No, I
3: don't think so. It's yeah, Strawberry Fields and, and George, Penny Lane? Penny Lane. And oh, George okay.
2: Martin was basically saying one of his biggest regrets was that they had a policy that if they released it as a single before the album, it wasn't on the album. Right. And so he said that one of his <clears> biggest <throat> regrets about Sgt. Pepper was that it didn't have those two songs on it. Right. And you go, I what, just what? assumed that they oh, were yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah
0: why didn't he want to put them on the album I why, what was, that, what I was think, that
2: i don't know because i think when the album's out and you're releasing singles you basically out it's their adverts for the
0: for the album, for yeah. the album. okay yeah. but then
2: you have something like that alanis morissette jagged little pill and i think every single track on that was released as a single
0: yeah,
2: yeah. and you go what you're just How collecting it? them as individual <laughs> discs <Yes. laughs> it was kind of how yeah. much money do you want to make out no. well i guess as much as you can <laughs> i think
0: the album should have you should think in your head that you've got at least two to three strong singles, singles. yeah
3: yeah so we've got that planned as well like to at least two big. when records, i right? try and write a stand-up show yeah you need it for like an hour i think i need I, d- I generally think you i try and think of it in set pieces and yeah. so i think you'd probably need four big jokes but yeah. only four so the rest are fillers for that whole album yeah. i mean they are in my shows <laughs> <laughs> um that's not great poor reviews but that's how i do it
1: <laughs>
2: yeah no, but you, you break it all up yeah right? you do try and think and about go, it in well, set pieces and, and things right you, go, you need like so i have like three fifteen minutes and yeah. four songs and maybe a poem and then uh, there'll be a uh, a bit that sort of like brings the audience right down right. just before the end and then yeah. you bring them off again and that's how you do it mm. <laughs> that's But how, it is That is how you do yeah. it That is how I do it I can it. imagine Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> If I go to a comedy club I want to laugh At least f- Five times Five
2: times yeah. uh, <laughs> You can probably <laughs> Aim higher than that Don't <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to a comedy club and you're laughing five times, but, go to another comedy
3: yeah, club. Yeah. To be fair, also, I've been don't months. come to my show. Don't come to my show. It's four yeah. four is all four, I'm guaranteeing. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it,
2: it's all you're aiming a- It's all I'm able f- to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't set yourself short. If you wanted to aim for it more, you could you do yeah, it Yeah, I could try well. and do five. Try, it's <laughs> by design, maybe it's that by, is it. Maybe by that's by how design. I do it. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, so it says here that you are, you are a fan of Big Daddy. Now you,
0: whoa, whoa! I mean, what do we mean there? you mean? You
2: uh, mean the Adam Sandler movie, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. and not the 1980s <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he kill someone doing the Daddy Splash? <laughs> I think that's a schoolyard man? I thought, I thought, yeah,
0: yeah, big fan of that film. Big growing daddy. up, yeah, just reminds me of mm. my childhood. Mm. You guys, are you know a, big oh, anyway? yeah, a big Adam Sandler fan? anyway? Yeah, I'm big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. I but know. that's like that's how. Not a lot of people agree with that. Yeah, no, nah, I know. They're idiots. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys are big fans. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
2: And 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 the, uh, one of the more annoying conversations that you have as an <laughs> Adam Sandler, I guess, apologist, but a fan. <laughs> right? I'm not an apologist. i just think I I can acknowledge that he's made. Some some shit yeah, films. Yeah, especially right? lately. I think Ridiculous Sex is... It's like two and a half hours long and there's yeah. no jokes in it. And <laughs> it's so long. Yeah, and even I'd have four. Fucking yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It was worse than one of your shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was like three laughs. Um, but um, So... Uh, but I stuck with him, and in his, some of his later films are so bad that when you go back and – I've said this before, but when you go back and watch Little Nicky, you go,
0: yeah. oh, my God, it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of his films are so bad. But some of the new ones, yeah.
2: But people always go, yeah, I like Adam Sandler, Punch Drunk Love, you know. You <laughs> yeah. Go, that's not an Adam Sandler <laughs> no, film. Definitely not. is, isn't it? Someone has written it to be like a thing, but that's just, that's just like saying, you don't really like Adam Sandler. No. if Your only Adam Sandler film that definitely you like not. is Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems, but –
0: So you can tell I'm a fan because that Big Daddy's an early. early Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was his
0: last good film, though? I thought, I mean. Click? (laughs) I don't know. Like.
2: Oh, well, have you seen his special? I go on about oh, it all no, the time. I his special that, is yeah. incredible. Is it on Netflix? 100% yeah. Fresh. I'll, yeah, I'll it's called it 100% Fresh. It's, it's very good. Okay. Really, good. really great. He sings too,
0: right? Yeah, yes. It's, it's okay.
2: mainly songs, but oh, okay. it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm talking about it again. I've talked about it so many I, I've seen it. I don't <laughs> I don't watch a lot of comedy.
0: Okay.
2: I've seen it like 12 times.
0: Okay, I need to check it out. It's then. so I'll good. I'll watch it tonight.
2: <laughs> um, and, and also, because I always think of him as like your home team, not that I'm into sports, but it's just like, and you go, oh, fucking hell, we're at the... Bottom of the league, yeah. and then all of a sudden go, he brings out 100% fresh, and you go, Yes, I knew it! If I, back. With him. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Do it.
3: Have yeah. you seen Uncut Gems? Uh, not yet It is wor- well worth it Is
0: it, it though. good though? It's a great really film good. Is it? it is good. Great yeah. film Have you seen it Goodfellas? Yeah yeah of course You yeah, know yeah, the bit when it. he's
2: on cocaine and he's like trying to make dinner for his brother And get the guns yeah. to someone <laughs> <laughs> It's like that for two hours It is right. like, it's like that It's fucking it? stressful It's yeah. So, intense Yeah it's, inc- yeah. Yeah, it's very it's like very a intense two hour version of that The trailer really didn't really
3: It's not I mean it's not a comedy I didn't like the trailer
2: I thought everyone was going nuts for it And I was like I don't see the trailer but, but it's good,
3: yeah. Mm.
0: Okay, yeah, really really good like especially if you like watched. him. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah,
2: I feel like he's like uh, he's been beating around a lot. You know, people just. Yeah. St- just shout on him for well, years Well it's good
0: he's got a serious role now yeah, yeah.
2: in that one. So I need to check well, that out. every so often he just proves himself. Yeah, yeah. You go, yeah, but then,
3: I'm not sure he thinks about his career that way either, right? No, no. I don't I think it's just like something comes along <laughs> and he'll go, Oh do yeah, that. But I think good. he's quite happy doing his like the movies his, he makes. W- yeah. His wife
2: is in every single film, yeah so she always gets a cameo in all of his films, is it? and all know. of his mates are in all of his films, yeah. and you just go, and he's like a multi multi millionaire, and I think Netflix have just given him like another four picture deal. And just like yeah, just Going. It, keep going. Keep yeah. going. Because when he started doing, I mean, he's a pioneer, basically. Because <laughs> when he started doing Netflix, everyone was like, fucking, oh, good, good luck, yeah. mate Yeah, what's to, he doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <he's>, yeah. Straight <laughs> him, to straight Netflix. Straight
2: to DVD, straight to Netflix. Yeah. Now Martin Scorsese's doing yeah. it. And go, yeah, he yeah. was one of the first people to do it.
0: Yeah. What was the one he'd done with uh, Jennifer Aniston on. Murder Netflix? Mystery. What did you think of that one?
2: Uh, th- they're all all right.
0: It was all right, yeah, I thought that. It was all but right. they're making...
2: It's the, I was saying to Nat earlier, it's the biggest streamed film in Netflix history. Oh, wow. And they're making a sequel to it. So it's done, wow. it's done really okay. well.
3: I guess that's the thing about Netflix. It's not one of ones you hear about. Yeah. But yeah. it's probably... There's more people watching it. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, Friends is the most watched TV show.
3: On um, Netflix. Netflix. Ah. It's the
2: most watched... Not TV show. most watched thing on Netflix is Friends.
3: No, really? So they've teamed up, Aniston... Sandler. Yeah, that's their <laughs> big. Uh, they, that's probably how they did that's it. Probably they the probably when they, they know, went, we numbers
0: just, yeah. just bring them together. Yeah.
3: yeah, perfect. Our audiences love Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. True. Sure, yeah, it's this is going to be right a check.
2: Netflix is the world's audience. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. the whole world loves Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, and yeah. Adam Sandler, basically. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, um yeah, I like Big Daddy. Big Daddy's yeah. like but I really, really love um Happy Gilmore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another favourite to be fair. Uh, that's yeah.
2: that's that's great. Uh yeah.
0: Big Daddy just reminds me of when I was growing up. I used to always watch it. Not judging. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're allowed to like it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not my favourite out of all of it. You know, what is like, your favourite? My favourite, probably. Um, uh, I really like. I know you're not allowed to say it, but I really like. That's my boy. Yeah, okay. I like that one. Okay, it's just so crude, yeah. and it's just like you can <laughs> fucking out.
3: I'll be honest. I, I was I was quite snooty of um, Adam Sandler films when they came out. How's I thought that? I was better. I thought I was better than them. <laughs> and then I watched uh, I watched Happy Gilmore on TV. Thinking and being a bit, oh, this is on, yeah. and being a bit eye rolly <laughs> and I was on, I was on the floor laughing. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. So
2: fu- I I eat yeah. pieces of shit like you for breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> funny.
3: <laughs> it's funny. I, I was really surprised, yeah. but at the end of it, I, it was like it was one of those moments where you go, "Well, uh-huh. I've been wasting my life. Yeah. <laughs> like It'll I think sound. I'm better than this, and I'm not at all. This is exactly what I want. <laughs>
2: and then you go back and you try and watch all of yeah, these films, and others. you end up with coneheads, <laughs> and you go, "Oh
3: no, not
0: cone heads. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chuck <laughs> um, and Larry.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I do. I fucking I love it, and I, I think what comes across is that he's like a nice guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, um, percent.
2: Uh, and you also like Hitch?
0: Yeah, the
2: Cl- Will Smith film.
0: Y- yep, yep, classic for me. <laughs> um, I'm less. Oh, we can connect,
2: eh? are yep. uh, now Chuck and Larry, starring Kevin James, who also stars alongside Will Smith in Hitch.
0: Hitch. There we go. Yeah, I did it. I'm less into Hitch. No, you don't like it. <laughs>
2: Will Smith has an allergic reaction. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah.
3: One of my favourite bits. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's good.
2: Will Smith, most likable man on the planet. I like Will
3: Smith. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, Hitch. F- that film, okay. Okay. Not a big fan. I'm not, again. Yeah. It's all not right. Judging. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. What, do you like Hitch? Nick?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't seen it that much. No. Yeah. I think
1: I've seen it once. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I liked Hitch. But, you know uh I've, there's a lot of films why do you like what do you like about Hitch? it
0: just again it. it reminds me of my childhood really what is the, just growing up
2: what is the concept behind hitch so he's he's like a
0: professional data basically he knows how to get the women um and even mendez i gotta say she you know she was my crush when i was younger as well so all of these things remind me of you know my childhood yeah um and yeah, so Kevin Jane, James doesn't know how to get the ladies, and Will Smith kind of just instructs him and teaches him how to become a ladies' man. Basically, it doesn't. Re- I'm not really selling it. No, you are. I that's no, you know that's what? Exactly it makes me think. Yeah, it's probably quite it's good. A, it's a
1: classic. Yeah. I do like. I do like. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, that's what it is. I think maybe I'll, I'm a fan of rom-com. It's really
2: good, but it's really unusual of uh, for. Um it's a sort of like an odd film for Will Smith to make. Yeah, because he's is. not
3: really the main. Well, He is yeah. the main
2: guy, but it's like not like. Um, his others, really. yeah. He's not Independence Day. It's not yeah. Bad Boys, and it's yeah. not like, and it's not one of his dramas like. Yeah. What's it? Pursuit of Happiness. Seven pounds, or was it oh, eight yeah. pounds? Or was it <laughs> seven nine pounds? Seven. Nine pounds. I've never seven seen pounds. seven pounds. Six ninety nine in some shops. <laughs> um, it was. I saw, I saw. It was seven. Seven. It's good, that's that's films. Is that good or is it really? It's depressing? weird, isn't it? I think so it's yeah, one doing. of those. But really he either does dramas or he does. I mean, action. I th- or he does action. I
3: suppose a film like Hitch is to open himself out to a bigger audience. He so he's me. selling. He's he's selling people to. He's going. Yeah. I'm getting the rom com crowd, no. and they're all going to sign up to the Will Smith yeah brand.
0: That's what sure. he was doing probably at that time. Yeah, sure, percent yeah, yeah.
2: Did you see Aladdin?
0: Yeah, I did see Aladdin. I quite enjoyed it.
1: You're coming with me.
2: (laughs) All all, all I'm going to say is the bit. Have you seen the cartoon? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say this every time we talk Uh, about (laughs) Aladdin. You seen the cartoon?
3: We talk about Aladdin most weeks. Now the bit when (laughs) specifically the bit bit. when Jafar
2: gets turned into the genie, right, right, Uh, and he's getting sucked into the lamp, right, and as he's going out, he goes out and he grabs the parrot, Iago. And
1: he goes, you're coming with me. And he grabs him
2: and he sucks him into the the lamp, right? And now they're trapped together because he was his sidekick. But in the live-action one, the parrot is just a parrot. (laughs) So when (laughs) Jafar is getting sucked into the lamp and he goes, you're
1: coming (laughs) with me. And he grabs...
2: A Pretty much an innocent bird. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> you know,
2: what what has he got against the bird? What what's his thought process? Out of all the people he could have grabbed in the room, yeah. he, he grabbed, grabbed a parrot. <laughs>
3: right. So the cat, the parrot is probably just going, What
0: have I, what have have I, I done?
2: What have I done just,
3: just, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: just, just a parrot? Just to be locked in eternity now <laughs> just to be
2: fucked to death <laughs> like, for <laughs> an eternity in a in a in a magic lamp. Anyway. <laughs> uh that was my I mean that was my takeaway from all of that and also uh, I went with my girlfriend at the time and she is a huge Will Smith fan. Oh, okay. And the only thing she said at the end of the film was poor Will Smith.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you go oh, yeah. oh god I was trying to put on a brave face for you but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I saw Bad two. Boy, three.
3: I haven't seen that yet. Mm, great film,
0: is it? Yeah,
2: loved
3: it. Mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. To me, yeah. I watched it and I watched it, and, and Nick had seen it and said it's all right. It's all I right. saw it, and I said loved good.
1: it. Yeah. I loved it. It was better than the second one. Oh yeah,
3: it? yeah. I, I, but it's a kind of it's yeah. a movie about older <laughs>
1: people.
0: Yeah, like yeah. it's
3: a movie, but I, that's what I liked about it. I thought it was like the perfect it's like the older version of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So it's like, um, but I. I, I but, I'm, I'm yet to find people that are like, I loved it too. But also, yeah. it was like in the cinema, even looking round. Yeah, do you know, like when the whole audience, you can tell, no, are having I mean, the same experience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it felt yeah. like everyone. It's almost like you want to look at people and go i mean this is great right it's like everyone was like a bit surprised as yeah, well yeah. like it just felt like yeah. the yeah. mood in there was great it was such a nice room yeah. to be in
2: and i woke myself up through snoring during a car chase <laughs> <laughs> So, oh you fell asleep yeah oh. oh, i was really tired oh, okay <laughs> uh, it's one of those things when you like you're going <laughs> and you're nodding off like throughout yeah. the entire thing, and then you're just like, you're, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes for a little bit and listen to it. <laughs> listen. Oh God! <laughs> and then all the other reviewers from Empire are
1: sat around us, and you go, Yeah, we're not really journalists. <laughs> <laughs> when
3: well, I was reading your biography. it Said you uh, mm-hmm. one said you're from Brighton, one said you're from North London. Yeah, someone else told me this yesterday. Oh
0: uh, right, what is what's the truth? I'm from London.
3: So why? You're why from, Brighton? From Wood why Green?
0: No, I'm not even I'm from. from uh, <clears> excuse me, I'm not even from Wood Green. So I don't know. So you had two bios. On yeah, one there. said you it's, were born Wiki, in Brighton. Wikipedia
2: says Brighton. Does oh, it? So does
0: Wikipedia say that? Yeah, we need Why to change Brighton? it. I'm, I don't know. That one place said my name was Michael, which my name ain't Michael.
3: I was gonna say I don't think of you as being a Brighton person talking to you. Yeah. Whereabouts you from, North London? I'm,
0: I'm from like,
3: um, like Muswell Hill area. Oh, really? You know yeah, 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 yeah. So, Yeah, yeah that's what. That's where I was born. So when mm-hmm. you go to the Brit School after <clears throat> after going to school, yeah, it's far. It's far, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. My, was, I live in Bow, and yeah. if I've got to do a gig mm. in Crouch End, oh, it's yeah, a bore. It's, ball it's a bore. Yeah, lake.
0: yeah. So I had to get the train every day, um, and the journey was long. Yeah. W seven bus from no. Finsbury Park? No, 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 no. Just straight train from our Highgate train station. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, just just. But I knew that it was worth it because it was towards what I love to do. But it was just a long journey. And you grew up in Muswell Hill as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Born and raised, man. So and not far from Woodgreen, but. No, not quite. and I guess not it's a not million Wood miles Green. It's not at all. No, really. but people Different.
2: just people. I mean, it's just people guessing at stuff, yeah, and yeah. then other people correcting them slightly, yeah. And it's just like it's a bit like uh, a religious text where <laughs> it's just people are self-editing over the years. I was like, I was the son of Levin Helm, who's a musician
3: oh yeah someone said that did they
2: yeah and then that had to be yeah, just make it, people just make things up make stuff up. up yeah
3: so you still muswell hill now no 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 i live out of london no, no, now.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but i my mum and family still live around there so i'm always there visiting but i'm more
3: like essex area now essex yeah, back yeah. in essex yeah.
0: chelmsford chelmsford okay. area
3: yeah again long way long way from it is, uh, it is yeah. muswell hill it is yeah, yeah, yeah. how would you find essex
0: I like it. I like it. Where I am is quite chilled and relaxed and quiet. Is so. that
3: where your studio is?
0: Yep, yep. Okay. My, my studio is in my house. So, so okay. yeah. those,
2: um, uh, what does your studio look like? Um,
0: Not quite, not too fancy. It's just mm-hmm. two speakers, my computer, my mic, uh, my mixing
3: desk thing. How does your studio compare to the FUBA radio <laughs> studio?
0: <laughs> it's kind of similar, to be fair. Okay. Two speakers. Okay. Yeah. You've got more mics than me, though. Sure, we need them. We need them.
3: We've got three people. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we
2: <We'll share one. laughs> like, like a singing group from the 50s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty simple setup. You know, like after I'd done my first album, or even during I'd done the first album, the label tried to put me in these
3: big, massive studios, and I couldn't really be myself, if I'm being honest. Also, in the music industry, are you also be in charge for that as well yeah, yeah so it's that thing where they put you in like a big studio but yeah, then you have to the, give the it back, back to end them. is coming back yeah yeah of
0: course <laughs> 500 pound a day sometimes in these massive studios <laughs> but you're not knowing that or thinking that at the time of course
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what's next what do you have a like long-term plan do you do you think about that
0: yeah of course yeah so obviously um we've got the new album that's next this year we're really busy with festivals and um in. <laughs>
2: And it's like your touring. Touring, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're gonna be in got a few shows in Dubai, I'm in America this year, Florida, Houston, Texas. A few shows in a lot of shows in the UK. Um, but aside from that, I really wanna get into a few other avenues. So I really wanna get into A and R in a bit more mm-hmm. for a few record companies. Um A few publishing companies I'm in talks with at the moment About becoming head of urban departments at ANR there So something like that will be perfect for me
2: And that's sort of like just kind of like covering the bases isn't it Yeah yeah It's like learning as you go and then expanding a little bit as you go So at one point you could either transition over Or you could uh, just be Do both Do everything Yeah yeah yeah, exactly that's the whole point So that's
3: it so from the point you are 13 You've basically gone right I'm staying I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and I'm this doing is... a bit of everything, yeah. And that's how you do it, I guess, to have a long-term career. I guess so, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I guess that's how all the greats did it, you know. And... Uh what's your life like are you always super busy then have you always got your fingers in like several pies are you um kind of yeah i
0: always try to stay busy to be fair like i don't really like not doing much so Mm -hmm. i'm always recording or doing something out and about filming videos in the clubs djing as well still you know just trying to be busy really so yeah what do you play in clubs, or
3: does it depend on the club?
0: It depends on the club. I play whatever, man. I play a bit of everything, so commercial,
3: hip-hop, whatever. House. And what clubs are you playing? What kind of... Ooh. Are they kind of commercial clubs
2: <laughs> yeah, as well? Yeah,
0: at the moment, they're usually the commercial ones, so I probably mostly play a lot of commercial stuff. Okay, so then it just depends. Yeah, you've got yeah, to play... Th- yeah, the house, you kind of...
2: Have you ever DJed on the top of a massive skyscraper? No, I'd love to, though. That sounds good, doesn't it? How do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just the sort of thing that you'd see in a... And like one of them
0: sit down have you seen them restaurants where you sit in the sky and eat yeah you've seen them yes
3: where they like that it turns y- yeah yeah the um you i'm know, sure like a revolving restaurant. sure
2: yeah. but yeah. i mean more like an open top one where there's people at the top of a thing when and raven they're, and they're all having like cocktails and stuff and then there's a tj over there and then there's like tony stark is there
3: that's <laughs> in a bar with you After your um, gig in Leicester Square, that bar. Oh, fucking hell. Right. That That had a DJ playing. But the volume—it was like it was almost like I don't know who it's for. Like everything about it <laughs> was just odd. Was the whole so thing low. It was so low that it was just like, "What's the point?" what, is, what? <laughs> So it's not like you'd be listening to it, but then it's like, but it's almost like it makes like a, a virtue of having a DJ. Like it wants you to know <laughs> that there's got, a DJ there, yeah. but it's like you can't hear it. So there's it's like, no point. <laughs> no, no it's just like it's almost like they've gone bit, bit quiet. But he's there. But it's almost like you want to go
2: dj but it's like he's just like
3: turn it down man. yeah, yeah, yeah. i like, couldn't it was
2: just totally mad the whole place was Every mad so often someone would buy a bottle of champagne and then there'd be like a procession of women in bikinis yeah. with just over. Coming uh, over okay. it. yeah it's such a nice an place wow this place is cool can i, <laughs> can I have some nuts please <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd bring you over but to tell you what those fucking nuts were delicious did mm-hmm. you ever mm-hmm.
3: I did have some. That was actually, it absolutely amazing. Is it, it, yeah. and also there was they ran out of like the beer I had and just brought me a different beer. And I said, "Oh, I didn't order this." They went, "Yeah, we ran out." Oh, and it's just like, "Have that." Well, I, do I have to pay for this? <laughs> That's crazy. Where was that in Leicester?
2: Square? Yeah? It was oh. uh, it's a the a, dub- a W bar. Oh yeah, oh, I think bar. I've
0: been there. Yeah. yeah, in the hotel. And yeah. it's got it easy, like easy place to DJ. Yeah, put yeah. on what yeah. you like. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's
2: got you just play them out of your <laughs> headphone speakers
0: <laughs> <laughs> off my phone. Though. Yeah, it yeah. might as well be. Just it just was a, like that. It was like someone like, was playing it's his it's phone like like this or something. Really tinny thing yeah. in the
2: background. <laughs> goes, the, what's that? The, the male toilets were confusing to get into. Oh, is <laughs> that? It's like a mirror. Wall of mirrors. You don't know where you're going. It's like the
3: end of the end of Man with the Golden Gun. Okay. Yeah, it's like that.
2: Or the end of. Um, fucking skyscraper with Dwayne the Rock Johnson exactly Um, and there were just sort of like commemorative plates all over the walls
3: so you have to kind of figure out how to yeah which one's a door and which one's not me (laughs) the one I was trying to shoot me all the time
2: (laughs) <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother. So I wouldn't waste your through. time.
3: Wouldn't no, to be honest, if you're paying, you, yeah, by, by yeah, all yeah. means <laughs> do it. <laughs> if Easy.
2: It, if you're in town, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't travel <laughs> in for it. <laughs> not <laughs> from Chelmsford. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. There's <laughs> no
0: glory. But yeah, <laughs> Even <but> Maswell <laughs> Hill. Oh, too, 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 far. too far. Too far. But yeah, we're still DJing <laughs> all over. Um, I've actually got a show this weekend as well. Oh, where are you at this weekend? I think Burnley near Oxford. Okay. So, yeah, that should be fun.
2: When did you go to Dubai? Uh,
0: April, mid April. We're actually filming the next single over there as well. So yeah, of that course. Be cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but while you're there.
0: Yeah, you have get to. Get some
2: production value. Yeah. Did you see the JC Beyonce concert? Where's that on? It was on like two years ago. No, no, I did. Did you see. see it at Olympics. Olympic, no. At the Olympic Stadium? Was it good? Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not really my thing. Yeah. Like. I just think Beyonce's got an amazing voice, but it was just yeah, like, where yeah. are the tunes? I just couldn't quite yeah. right pick up. But the fucking screens that they had. Crazy. Like, like the budget that they spent on all the music videos. Well, they're not music videos. They're just a backing video yeah, yeah. for their concert. Like, I've, I've been to a lot of concerts. This is the only one where I've just been kind of like, going, how fucking much? Do, like, every yeah. five minutes, you're going, how much does that fucking spe- <laughs> cost? To so get like a 30-piece... A, a, a brass band with huge shiny instruments all in matching red suits in this grid where there's like there's like nine grids and there's like three musicians in each grid and then you've got Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z had like three costume changes before Beyonce even changed their (laughs) costume she's got a hype man that comes on and it's just like you're married to a guy that can do that (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, no, oh,
0: they've no, got just, the money for that. Just yeah, I mean. money.
2: yeah, but the videos were just fucking insane. Yeah. So yeah, get get on a um, what's called it, a drone. Try get <laughs> get, get 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 your camera yeah. on a drone and then film you in uh, in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick,
3: Nick and I once went to see. Claudio Simonetti, he's he's, uh, uh, he's in a progressive (laughs) rock band called Goblin, who do lots of soundtracks to horror movies, when I see him, and he had videos as well, playing in the background but all his videos were of him playing with a different band, right (laughs) in much bigger venues, as if to go
2: this I've is done shit. This. I've done this. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was weird. There was one of them in like an Italian. Because it, he's Italian, and there yeah. was one of them in an Italian square. Like, and there was a camera. It must have been on a helicopter. four <laughs> drones. So it was like zooming over like ten Tens of thousands of people. It's like, yeah, okay. I do big
3: in Italy. I do big, big <laughs> we venues. In, uh, we so in, how many people? Was in, was we we're in an electric ballroom. Yeah, oh. Electric ballroom
2: for about thirty people. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> 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 30 <laughs> loving like, it. Like, having a go- having a nice time. It was brilliant. Great stuff.
2: Uh, gonna, what, oh, we've got to well. play the
3: game now, this is a oh. game Oh, we've got a game, yeah Okay, this game is called Better or Worse And you have to say okay. whether the next person is better <laughs> or worse than the person before Based entirely on my own opinion Okay Okay. All Starting right. with Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yeah Is Daniel Craig better than Daniel Day-Lewis, based on my opinion? Worse Uh, worse Worse, he yeah. is worse <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. Is Craig T. Nelson better or worse than Daniel Craig? Better. Better. Better! <laughs> Is Mr. T better or worse Ooh. than Craig T. Nelson? Better. Better. Yeah. Worse.
1: Craig T. Nelson didn't do the A team. <laughs> he
3: didn't. <laughs> he didn't even do his Snickers effort, although. Ice T. Better or worse Ooh. than Mr. T? Better, better. better. Oh, Mr T's Van- taking a drop <laughs> Vanilla Ice, better or worse than iced tea Worse, worse. worse. Yeah. Al Pacino, better or worse than Vanilla Ice Better better, better. Yeah. Robert De Niro, better or worse Whoa. than Al Pacino <laughs> uh, Worse
2: Better, better. Worse
3: better, oh, Al <laughs> Pacino, better or worse than Robert De
2: Niro
3: He's worse, I think worse. Well, Al Pacino Al- is worse um, Robert than Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro, Niro. I think uh, Christian Bale, better or worse than Robert De Niro? W- worse. 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 Yeah. Holly Hunter, better or worse than Christian Bale? Better. Better. Better? Yeah. Harvey Keitel, better or worse than Holly Hunter? Worse. Worse, yeah. He is worse, I think. That's <laughs> a
2: high. I reckon that's a high. I think they're both medium cards.
3: Uh, Holly Hunter's Holly high. Hunter, yeah. High <laughs> card for me.
0: Really? Did I do good?
2: Nine? Nine? Yeah, I, nice. knew oh, I knew it was good. I knew it was good. That's a good oh, car. You're up yeah. there. <laughs> well, you scored, uh, you, you've scored. you got the hi- joint highest score uh, with Tom Crowley, Tim Downey, Reese James, Marshall, Julius, and Ryan Shrank and Nathan with nine. Okay. Uh, and well. you've you're beaten doing well. Omar Alleyboy, Paul Gally, Nick Dissemy, <laughs> and Naomi McDonald, You're <laughs> also Schreiber, better than. Jasmine Therese with eight. Uh, Kevin Ellison, Joe Dacosta, Alistair Lloyd Griffith, Max Halley, Harriet Kemsley, <laughs> Kim Newman, Morgan McGlynn, Jr. Seer, The Last Skeptic, David Trent, Toby Williams, Mark Watson with 7 Bronte Barbie Jay Foreman Will Jackson Ginger Johnson with wow. 6 And Josh Barrow An original flavour with 5 Lovely wow. boys uh, five. Yeah, they, they were lovely boys five. Exactly 5 It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a joke <laughs> five. We, had, five. we
3: had somewhere 3 last no, year But no, I mean, really? of course but then, That does seem unbelievable I
2: that's I thought that it was lower than that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I,
3: uh, So considering you got 9 Yeah yeah I done I good You've done, done, done 3 times done as well as. <laughs> well.
2: No one's had 10 Yeah oh, No Could have done one more man yeah, done. Next yeah. time
3: What would I have got though? We'd have to figure that out after. Well, at the end of this season,
2: which is in like three weeks, right? Then we work out. Then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll send you... um a goodie bag okay. <laughs> uh, probably have a mug Cup, in it yeah, I like one I've never seen that phone get used you probably end up with one of them one of these You're mics from my studio a mug in exactly. a <laughs> line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, thank you very much for coming in uh, it's all good thanks for having me good, good luck with your single and good luck, luck with your so album now, The album. album. have you got a date call. for the album yet?
0: no uh, no date, no title yet okay. but I'll come back when we are ready yeah. yeah, summer definitely summer i will be ready Yeah.
2: and we can go out on your very favourite song
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Not that one. No, not that one. Nah, uh, not uh, that one. No, was, that was a finger. that <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
2: You've been listening to a FUBAR radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.